Welcome back to the 10 Tabs Open Podcast. This is your host, Alex Howell, and we had on, on uh, last Thursday actually, Megan Day of Burnt Finger Barbecue, who I'm going to read a couple of things in her bio just because she is a ridiculously impressive individual and one that I was actually re- really intimidated to have on because she is just so energetic and successful and loves what she does. But she and her husband, Jason, are the are world champion pit masters, and uh, their team is Burnt Finger Barbecue, and they have actually... Uh, starting with a, a, a world-famous bacon dish called the Bacon Explosion, they have grown their barbecue team from not just a championship-winning team, but into a team that has produced product and has been on television. Megan actually went on to Food Network's Chopped Grill Masters Season 4 and won the title of Chopped Champion in February of 2019. So she did this when Jason has actually kind of been the pit master for, for their team. And she is just incredible. Her husband is incredible, and they have not only taken this and been on things like the Home Shopping Network and the Today Show and everything that you could possibly want to be on, but they have taken this and actually just created a brand around it. So a lot of our conversation today not only is about what it takes is you know to create a brand like this, what it took to cr- make their family a part of this um, of this uh, process, but a lot of it is what is it, what does it take, you know, f- in your family, in your life, in your schedule to make a successful brand what does it take out of you what opportunities do you need to be a part of in order to give yourself the right opportunity to be there and they have done just an astonishing job and i was so so happy that she was uh, she was able to come on to the 10 tabs open podcast today if you want to get a hold of her her email is megan at burnt which is b-u-r-n-t finger bbq.com uh, you can follow their brand at burnt finger bbq on Twitter, go to their website at www.burntfingerbbq.com, or if you want to follow Megan specifically, you can find her on various social media at Burnt Finger at, at Burnt Finger Megan as well. Let's see. I think the only thing I have to do is kind of admit some uh, some uh, some issues that occurred during the podcast. Nothing big. The biggest thing was that one. The reason that this is a few days after we originally recorded is because I decided to get sick over the weekend. So apologies to uh, to Megan for this uh, late release, but that's the reason for it. Uh, the other thing was we did have a slight issue with the file corruption, but we were able to plug in what we had discussed and then added actually a lot more uh, a lot more stuff on that we hadn't planned on in the beginning. So you actually get a little bit more information, even though it was because of a technical error so I really hope you enjoy it she is an amazing fun person and definitely follow her at Burnt, Burnt Finger BBQ at Burnt, uh, Burnt Finger Megan and Megan again thank you so much for coming on hope you guys enjoy Something. Lots of something. <laughs> Great. I got to eat the microphone. Yeah, I got to be pretty close, unfortunately. No, that's okay. It's good and bad. It's good because when the further you get away, like say the furnace back there kicks yeah. on, the AC kicks on, then all of a sudden the noise. it's only here. Yeah. So that's the positive. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, it, it is fascinating how important sound is, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's 
to me, that was one of the biggest things when I started. I w- was listening to these guys, and Dax, and the other one that I really listen to a lot is Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And he, they have this one particular type of mic. It's like I'm gonna get that, and I, I looked up the price, it. and I was like, I'm not gonna be able to get that right now. <laughs> <laughs> know your boundaries. Yeah, exactly. But I went up to a guitar center, and I was just like, so here's what I need, and here's what I'm doing. And right. luckily, they had a good group there that See? was just like, here, there, what, here's what you do. No, it is really, really important. I listen to quite a few podcasts, and if the sound is bad, yeah, it's I, I can't listen to it. It's I can terrible. listen to it if I can if I have it in just headphones, right. But if I'm in the car, there's too much other white noise. There's just I, – I just have to go to a different podcast. Yep, exactly. And it, it is what it is. Yeah. So. Well, and it's weird because sometimes they'll sound like they're all the way across the room talking yes. into the mic. And it's like you can be – if all you have to do is grab a chair and sit closer. Just sit a little bit closer because that's what they're designed for. Yeah, there's one that I listen to that I'm like, it's painful. Now, <laughs> like, she, I was listening to her a long time ago, and so now I've listened to enough of them that are really good that when I go back to her, it's painful. Yeah, yeah. But she's got good information, so – I kind of muster through it, and, <sighs> and I know I've got to wear headphones when I listen to that one. So right? Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Just listen to it while you're taking a walk. Exactly. Something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Megan Day with Burnt Finger Barbecue. You and your husband Jason Day. Jason started it. Yes. Right? And you have it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like his fault is almost a compliment at this point. It though. is. <laughs> it is. But so he started. He was winning competitions, yeah. regional, national competitions, yep. and then you were working at Children's Mercy Hospital before, Correct. right? Correct. And. Uh, do you want to go through the story? You're the yeah. expert at the story. Ah. I know the background, but you're the one that that's going to be able to tell it way better than I can. Well, I'm sure I can make a quick Reader's Digest version because there's a lot more cool, exciting stuff we could talk about than that. <laughs> but, but it is it is important because I was the drink getter and the box runner um, <laughs> for Burnt Finger Barbecue, and I appreciate we are there's only one burnt finger. It's not multiple fingers that are injured. Exactly, so <laughs> just the one. <laughs> just the one, no. and that's not even the real. I'll have to get into why we call ourselves Burnt Finger Barbecue, but. My husband and some friends decided they wanted to compete because that's what you do in Kansas City. Our blood is is sauce. Yeah. And everybody wants to to have a smoker and an opinion. Yep. And my <laughs> husband is the kind of person who's just competitive enough that he's like, but I want to know is it how good is it? Right. I don't want. I know it's good. Free food for friends is delicious. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but would someone buy it? And would a judge say that it is absolutely meets the criteria? Right. So it was a big, steep learning curve um, back, you know, a decade ago mm-hmm. is when all of this kind of got kicked off. And so I, as I said, it, the, the real fun story behind it is he wanted to start competing, but we were engaged. And <laughs> I said, please, can we just wait till the wedding is over? Like, I'm fine if you and your buddies want to go weekend warrior and, and do this barbecue thing. But I... I you know, I'd just like to do it after we got married. And so he agreed, and his yep. buddy, uh, <laughs> b- they built a smoker. Nice. Um, talk about shoestring budget. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> and another buddy was like, I'll help buy the meat. And kind of yep. so the three of them got together, and, uh, and one of them said, I'll, I'll, I got a trailer we can use. Yeah. So the very f- – we had come back from our wedding, and – my husband goes, so this weekend we're doing our first barbecue contest. And it was, we had literally flown in from our honeymoon and it was that weekend. Oh my God. And so <laughs> the story I tell for that is I walk up, it happened to be just down the street from our house yeah. in the mission we lived in, the Roland Park mission area. And it was the battle of the brisket. And we, I walk up to this tent and a rickety cardboard table and there is my brand new KitchenAid mixer <laughs> that I had just received as a wedding present. Hadn't even <laughs> I didn't even open the box. He opened it. Sitting on this 
hooked to a generator. <laughs> wobbling back and forth as he was using it to make cheesecake for the dessert category of this barbecue contest Fantastic. right yeah. and I'm like what is happening <laughs> they forgot knives I mean it was I was running to the store for them I mean it was chicken with our head cut off um, but when it came down to awards time mm -hmm. they got a call in chicken which basically what that means is they're a top 10 so their nice. name was called in the top 10 um, for chicken. And then I, th and I, I want to say, I, I, I don't really remember, but it was top eight, probably top somewhere in that range. And yeah. I think the dessert, which he did a pumpkin cheesecake, mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. um, which by the way, our, our wedding anniversary is tomorrow. Hey, so congratulations. It's we're 11 years. So this was <laughs> 11 years ago, almost to this weekend that this little story started. And, uh, the cheesecake I think took like fifth. Nice. Yeah. So it, the, the hook was set deep. Yeah. The barbecue gods are very good at that. Yeah. They set you up, and then I don't think we got a chicken call for five years. Oh, I'm wow. not kidding. Yeah. Like, we got a call and chicken, and then that was it. But what that did was pumped up those guys enough to say, we can do the American Royal. Oh, jeez. You're right. Second <laughs> contest ever. Well, first and foremost, the American Royal, for anyone not from the Kansas City area, it is the World Series of Barbecue. Yeah. And at the time, five, 600 competitors would come out for this thing from all over the world. And... The chances of getting into the American Royal when we were just a couple of weeks out, because it was always that first weekend in October at that time, we th it's impossible to get a space. And for some reason, again, the barbecue gods knew what they were doing. Mm -hmm. A spot opened up. <laughs> and we we got it. And so we decided, okay, we're going to try this this thing. We threw a huge party. People were doing keg stands. I mean, it was nice. just – I mean, it, it, we were that team. Yeah. And that's a good team. It's a good team. Yeah. It was heck of a lot of fun. And I, mm. I love the pictures that we took. Yeah. I mean, I still I cherish those. We had just enough time to get a logo made, a huge banner. I mean, every T-shirts wow. made like barely enough time yeah. like that. Eighth place chicken call created a monster. Uh -huh. And so quickly we turned out all this stuff and um, showed up there and we took fifth in brisket. Wow. At the American Royal. 38th overall. An insane placement that for a novice for neophyte second competition. competition ever. Yeah. yeah. From a couple guys that literally were just like, oh, build a smoker. <laughs> and, <laughs> and had really had no formal training. There weren't, you know, now the culture of barbecue is there are so many classes and workshops and things that you mm -hmm. can take to really help with that learning curve. At that time, there was nothing. Yeah. There wasn't anything on TV, really. Yeah. It, it was It was pretty... Um, just a very subcultured culture, sub even division, little group of people that were running around with big egos thinking their barbecue is amazing. <laughs> and, and really, and what we've discovered through Learning Curve is that barbecue judging is a lot different than barbecue eating. So what you really? get at a restaurant mm -hmm. is going to be completely different than the barbecue you do for competition. Interesting. Why is that? Because it's a one-bite um, judgment. And so everything you do into that piece of chicken or that piece of brisket or um, ribs in uh, the other is pork butt for, mm -hmm. for Kansas City Barbecue Society sanctioned contests, yeah. it, they get one bite, really, to make the decision. So yeah. you are pumping it full of as much flavor in that one bite as you pops possibly can. Interesting. Restaurants are pumping out volume. Yeah. They're not going to put all the butter and yeah. all the seasonings and marinades and injections and they're just not going to. 
do that. It's not cost effective. Right. They're looking to pump out a l- bigger volume, yeah. whereas we're looking to give that judge s- you know, six pieces of the best piece of chicken or whatever it is. Right. Uh, and so it's just completely different, and you don't know that. That's why getting an, a fifth-place brisket at the American Royal, not understanding the game, mm-hmm. it, it really is um, a feat to yeah. do because y- if you don't know the rules you don't know the game you, it's difficult to win absolutely and so that well, changed and it, it seems like it's an interesting sport too because a lot of times you hear about beginner's luck it's like oh. okay well you have beginner's yep. luck that is what it is, it is. and i'm sure that there's a part to play in that but getting fifth in that competition in anything let alone brisket just yeah. as in kansas city yeah. to me is just absolutely insane well i think the bigger the fact that overall four categories mm-hmm. the team placed 38 yeah like out of 500 and some teams. Right. I, mean, I mean, so yes, we nailed that brisket, mm-hmm. but then to also do well enough in all the other categories to put them, uh, you know, top 40 of all those teams, um, you know, that's really where everything kind of kicked off. And again, I'm still serving drinks and running the boxes to the judges. I mean, yeah. that was my role at that time. Well, and to talk about your role a bit, I mean, you went from that yeah. to, you know, and working Children's Mercy Hospital doing that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was kind of a crazy life because yeah. anybody who talks about like, oh, I have a kid in T-ball, it's like, yes. okay, we have barbecue competitions. Yes. So we're at, we're traveling everywhere. Yeah. What was the transition where you went, I can make something out of this? Yeah. What was the moment? I mean, because I think there's always a moment where you're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm actually going to pull the trigger and make it happen. What led up to that decision? So I am a we, – we were stretched very thin. Um, we I had a great career. My husband has a great career. And we had just had a baby. And it was starting to feel – I had that, that three months off with him yeah. where I was able to kind of actually follow up on some phone calls. And we had decided at that uh, – there were some things that led up to us actually making it a business. Yeah that I can go into if we want to, but mm-hmm. but in essence, people wanted our products. Yeah. And so we started creating products. Mm-hmm. And there was a time during those three months where I was on maternity leave where I didn't have to be in high heels and at, a, at the hospital. I was a, um, basically did corporate relations and fundraising yeah. for basically cause marketing, things like that. Anything that wasn't just a check to give money to Children's Hospital. Right. So it was a it was a very fun, fast paced career, but I didn't have to be in high heels every single day. I was taking care of this baby, but I could answer questions. Things were coming in to our business that just weren't getting answered or taken care of mm-hmm. because they didn't make us money. Right. Yeah. So the things that made us money we needed to take care of. But okay. just like the request for this or a quote for this weren't happening. Yeah. And so I was able to kind of do some of those things and see that. And that's when I kinda thought, wow, what if what if we actually put some some energy into this and and instead of just running to the noise we started making some noise what would happen Mm -hmm. if that took took off yeah so then i went back to work and we decided we were ready to have another child Mm -hmm. and so uh 23 months later i have my daughter and again i'm off for those three months and i'm able to do even more because now i've watched some of that grow from that first little taste of of what was happening and i read a quote I, I went back to work after those three months, and I read a quote that said, in order to change the outcome, you have to change the investment. Mm-hmm. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I said, oh, boy, we have to change our investment in this. Right. If we want to see an outcome. And that's when I called Jason, and I said, get home, meet me for lunch. And we he worked in 
Lenexa. Mm-hmm. I worked in downtown Kansas City, and we live out in the Lee Summit area. Right. So for him to travel clear across the city and me to travel up, he knew. He was like, uh-oh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, it's time for me to walk away from my corporate gig and take this head on. I really hope you paused right when you said, it's time for me to walk away. Yeah, like, walk away. Whoa, wait, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. I, I promise <laughs> you, I love you. Yeah, yeah no, he, and, he's, and I, I think he was pretty shocked because we had always talked about him leaving. Yeah. But the reality was... He was the talent, mm-hmm. and I was the hustle. Yeah. Not to take anything away from his hustle, because he's a hustler. Right. But truly, I decided I'm going to be your barbecue secretary of state. Yeah. Like, I'm going to help you get chief of staff, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. Like, the person that gets you the gigs, that gets you on to create that expert, because he had had some great success. Mm-hmm. He wrote a cookbook that was named the best barbecue cookbook in the world. Yeah. He has had, you know, been on the Today Show and he'd had, you know, multiple Fox and Friends and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of those things. But that was more running to the noise, those opportunities. But right. nobody was out there drumming it up. Right. And so I said, what if I did that? And let's just see. And at the same time, raise my beautiful little babies mm-hmm. as best that we can, maybe not having to put them in daycare and me be in high heels at work all day and then try to work on this over the weekend. Yeah. So that is when I wanted more family time. Mm-hmm. And I thought we really need to make some noise. Yeah. And so that was the moment that we decided it would be me to walk away. And we, we tease and say what we didn't expect was that he'd be the steak and I'd be the sizzle. Mm-hmm. Because that's what happened. Yeah. The second that we put out into the universe that I was in charge, I was running it, and we were, we were, go- we were going to go places. Mm-hmm. That's when the, it just opened up and opportunities started walking in. Yeah. Um, and, but we were there to address them right which Absolutely. was as critical as anything yeah because if i had to do it at night after i put the kids down i'm in no energy right 100 i can't can't do it no i mean when we you know nikki works full-time at her firm and then she's there normally uh, you know i'm taking the kids to daycare right and then by the time i get back she's gone yeah so she comes back and you know we talk about it all the time it's like one of the most you know unfortunate but you know kind of necessary things that goes on is that between you know she gets home sometime around six and then we put them to bed at eight yeah so we have to make those two hours count so if you can have any more time around you and we really try to like focus on weekends and all that kind of stuff but if you're in the position that you were in you can't do that like you can't go to work all day really try to push time with your kids you know until eight o'clock also you know have a marriage yeah and oh then, yeah yeah exactly there's that thing <laughs> yeah there's that weird thing extremely important that we date each other exactly and yeah. Yeah. yeah you can't forget about that no. and you know on the weekends especially with young kids they take up the weekend yeah. and you want them to but yeah you have to remember like we're still married and yeah. i still have this so that's a, a, an amazing decision what do you think went got you when you decided that you were in charge and all these people start reaching out yeah what do you think was the main basis for that because i know you and your personality <laughs> like you're you know like I said, you're a go-getter. I actually told Nikki this, and I was trying to decide if I was going to let you know. Oh. But when I started reaching out to people originally for the podcast, I was sending emails out to all kinds of different people. And then I saw your name pop up, and I was like, she is one of the best people I know, and she is intimidating as oh. hell. <laughs> oh. In a, po- in no, a very I positive way. Okay, that's yeah, fair. No, in a very positive Aww. way because it's just like you are so driven and so successful, and you've pushed this to the point where, like, it, the the success just drips off of it and it's amazing to see because you know when we hear you go on you know and we'll talk about this in a bit i'm sure but when you go on chopped is it grill masters it was, yeah, chopped yeah. Grill masters. and you know spoiler alert you win <laughs> i mean it was just fun to watch but you know there's a part of you as a friend that you're just, just looking like this is a different person than me she is on television winning competitions yeah. and you know just constantly pushing and pushing and pushing so 
when you went into it full time, we're like, yeah. we can already see the trajectory of this. Yeah. What do you think when you went in that was the big pull for you? Because you said people started reaching out to you directly when yes. they knew you were in charge. Yeah. I know your personality. Was it that you had a lot of people around you that knew it as well? Or were there new people that just kind of said, hey, I've heard about you. Let's talk. Yeah, I think it's a combination. Um, I am very much my everything I've ever done is the long game. Mm -hmm. I'm building relationships. I've, I've always said I probably should trademark this, but it's not who you know or what you know. It's who knows you. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they don't know you and what your skill set you know, is or, or you could do or the potential or that you're genuine, authentic, if they don't know that about you, they're not going to reach out. Right. They're not going to take that time. There's just it's, it's just too busy. But if you can build those relationships and that trust mm -hmm. so that when the time comes up that they do want to reach out, that A, they know how to get a hold of you. Yeah. And two, that you're going to follow through. Right. And it's, it's hard to follow through, uh, especially, mm -hmm. you know, again – if you're not actually physically making money at it, right. sometimes it's hard to really see mm -hmm. what that purpose is. But I I'm just have a different view because I see the bigger picture yeah. way bigger than um, this, the big scary picture. Right. But I also know it's so critical for those, those relationships. But it was, it's very interesting, um, just to kind of an anecdote to that. When I... I had a, a, a random conversation with a woman who is in charge of her dad's brand, basically. Yeah. He's the legend. That is his nickname in barbecue. Nice. And she knows that there's a time limit on that, mm -hmm. that he's going to be relevant yeah. or alive. <laughs> Let's yeah. just face it. Yeah. And so she decided she was going to start taking and building their restaurant group, the recipes, the cookbooks the television appearances, and she was going to kind of make sure that the the brand could live beyond the physical person. Right. And they have a great contest that Jason and I went up to, and I just, like I said, had a random phone, uh, just a random conversation with her, and I said, you know, I'm kind of taking this on a little more full time, so if there's other opportunities, let me know. Yeah. And because we had a relationship with them for years and years and years, she knew she could reach out. Right. So she's the one who was talking with the chopped casting director about who would be good for the show. Right. And so she sends me an, a message and she says, Hey, the chopped casting director wants to talk. Um, would you be interested? And I'm in the mindset of for Jason. Right. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me, t I'll talk with them and then we can s get a interview. And she's like, no, for you. <laughs> And I, that moment hit me pretty hard yeah. because I'm like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. I'm behind the scenes. Right. This is for Jason. This is barbecue. He's the, the he's the talent. Mm -hmm. And she said, this is good for your brand. And I said, whoa, PR, I get that. Yeah. That was like the switch for me. I was yeah. like, okay, if you set yourself on fire, look really cute doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I like you it. You know how to cook. Yeah. You know how to do this. You may not be the head pit master, mm -hmm. but that's only because it's, I don't know, this was Jason's team. Right. Not because I couldn't do it. Right. And so that was pretty pivotal that, just to give that anecdote, that she was like, has said, you keep your head down, you're doing what you're doing, you're making a difference, you're not just out there being a big blowhard. Right. Not just making noise and banging a drum. You, mm -hmm. like, are really doing it, and I'd love to see you get some some limelight for that. And so that was a that was a hard conversation to have, to look my husband in the eye and be like, yeah, so one of the biggest competitions in the country yeah. wants me to be on and not you. Right. 
But we had that eye-to-eye conversation, and I think it was really critical. And he was like, go for it. Yeah. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what a relief that was? Huge. Because he could have very easily been like, eh, like, I think this should be me. Yeah. And I would have been like, you're right. Yep. Let's let's do this because mm-hmm. we it's a team effort. Uh, so the fact that he was like, yep, go do it. And as you said, spoiler alert, I win my episode. That was a shock to me. Yeah. I, I went different beast mode <laughs> um, <laughs> that I didn't know I had. Yeah. You know, and that was really, really fun. Editing is fascinating. That whole thing, the editing, we can talk about that. It's yeah. a whole, because I was made out to be like, I've never competed without my husband. <laughs> I, my husband, my husband, my husband. Uh-huh. It's editing. Because yeah. they say those direct, they get in front of you and the producers say, have you ever competed without your husband? And so then you have to put the question in your answer. Yeah. You know, I've never competed it without my husband. Right. Yeah. I, that's not something I would say. No. But it's the way they edit my story. Right. So people would say, was that really nerve wracking? And I'm like, it was, but I was more nervous about the editing because mm-hmm. I'm not in control of that. No. I'm no. in control of me cooking, but I'm not in control of how they make me appear. No. And they didn't. And it was interesting. You know, the episode was interesting to me. And I think we talked about this a bit before, but the the final it was made yeah. to be kind of like this guy who was not a happy person yeah. against, you know, sweet little yeah. Megan Day. Yeah. It's like, I see what you guys are doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just, and, and, and I would be a fool to think that it's not as much about the production yeah. as it is the actual skills. Right. Oh, 100%. But yeah. in Chopped in particular, for you know anybody not familiar with that format, is you're given a basket of ingredients and a very short amount of time to put a composed dish in front of judges. Yeah. Very skilled judges and you know my particular episode the gentleman was an extremely accomplished restaurateur he'd won a pretty prestigious barbecue um, uh, competition I mean he had a lot of accolades behind him and I was Jason's wife yeah you know it was and first time taking that step out there but it's you can't give the judges a reason to chop you right and I didn't Mm mm-hmm and I gave them some impressive things. Right. So he was physically, you could see him turn red. He was so angry. Oh. He was so angry. Yeah. And I watched a couple of episodes. I watched yours, obviously, first. Yeah. And then I was like, this is a really interesting format. Yeah. Because the thing that I found the most interesting was up until the final meal, and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. But up until the final meal, you're judged on that particular thing that you put in front of right. them. Once the dessert, it, once the dessert is there, it's like the last, you know, 33 percent. But yes. you're judged overall. Everything. So it was interesting to me that they go through all of this and they don't say like you have the better dessert. Like you can have the better dessert. Right. And the other person can win because yes. it's about the whole competition. Exactly. And yeah, you're absolutely right. He was like, I mean, they displayed his attitude towards it pretty yeah. pretty well but it was a little intimidating yeah well <laughs> he, uh, we, w- the fun story behind that was uh he s- he sent me a text message during the because we don't see it we see it when everybody else sees it we don't see right. a, a previous cut yeah and so he's sending me text messages during the show and he's like please forgive me for what i'm about to say and i'm like what did you say because they quarantine you you don't know yeah. they have little private interviews i had no idea he was talking smack on me the whole time right He's like, she's a high school player, and I'm in the NFL, you know, <laughs> I love that. whatever. <laughs> so, fine. You. I mean, but you know what? Great. That's the story. Yeah. And I beat you. So, thanks. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was very fascinating how they create. I mean, it was editing for him as well. Yeah. I mean, he said those things. Right. But did they set him up? Did they bait him? He still set him. And right. he knows. He had been on other shows. Yeah. He knows they're going to set you up oh, if you 100%. take it. Yeah. So, shame on him. But. 
Um, the next day, he was from a, he was a Boston chef. Mm-hmm. The next day, the Boston Globes, the headline was chef and or chef husbands agrees to being crybaby on Chopped. <laughs> that's in the Boston Globe. <laughs> like that's the headline. Wow. And then it's a whole article about how this Kansas City pitmaster beat him, and that's it was pretty fantastic. fun. So that was that was pretty great. Good PR. So, and every time he opens a new restaurant, they stay like they'll say. Andy, husband's best known for being a crybaby on Chopped. Oh I mean, God. I'm like, they always bring it back up, and I'm like, <laughs> karma. Uh, yeah, exactly. Speaking of, I can kind of smell some meat. I brought yeah. to you, and I need to go check on it, because one yeah. of the things, my biggest pet peeves is don't overcook your meat. Right. It, there's a thing, so I'm going to go check on it. Sounds so good. you, you, what are we going to talk about? And I'll, and I'll just kind of skate over here and go like, <laughs> like check on it. Well, I mean, we can talk about pretty much anything at this point. That I think my, you know, one of the – one of the things that I think is the most interesting in, in your particular situation is, and we h- touched on it just a bit, is there are certain industries where it's really difficult to really sell yourself. It's difficult to you know kind of sit back and say, okay, how are we going to do this? Are we going to be open to it? And I know that you said that you go after things and you try after things, but I think you also, at some point, you do have to admit to yourself, what's the what's the drive? Like, what can be an even a positive driver for this that I may not be thinking about? Sure. And one of the things that was you know, it strikes me pretty well when I watch those sh- that show and other shows is outside of barbecue in, in the world of food. Right. It's men and women. Yeah. Barbecue. It's men. All men. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so changing. That's yeah. changing. Oh, I'm sure. And I think there was another woman on that episode of. Yeah, there was. There was. So, I mean, you've got there are definitely people that are coming in. But if you're on the ground floor of anything, you're yeah. in a positive position. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to say, have you taken advantage of that? Have yeah. you taken advantage of everything that you could possibly can? Yeah. But. Yeah, and, and I would say I've said no more than I've said yes right. to some opportunities. Um, there, I was very, I, I was a, it was a pretty hot t- moment right after those that episode aired. Mm-hmm. I did not go on to win the entire title. I did get to go to the finale, and I got beat by two trained chefs, and that's a whole nother thing that yeah. I'm frustrated that they were even had the opportunity to compete in it because it was about pit masters and grill masters outdoor cooking right and one of the guys that beat me beat me with a tartar oh, not even cooked <laughs> and i'm like this is grill masters you whatever but again it, there's as much of a storyline and i gave them a reason to chop me and yeah. they did so it's it, it there's also that part of it you have to be humble enough to say dang i i, I it's it is intense yeah it is hard yeah. to pull out in 30 minutes or 20 minutes that you have. So I feel very blessed that I got to go as far as I as I did. But taking advantage of it, you know, there's also people want to take advantage of you. Right. And so that that bullshit meter, mm-hmm. that red flag, that yeah. w- you got to stop and say, you know, one of the one of the big things that I was approached to of my own show and in essence it being pushed Jason out of the way. Right. This is my show now. Mm-hmm. And that was wrong. That right. was just not the right opportunity for us and Mm -hmm. so being able to say no to that and know that it wasn't right I think in the long run will be a much more positive and we'll be married yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, was it a national or was it a regional oh no it would have been national National, gotcha it would have been it would have been a big show but I also know that you know we talked I'll I'll come back to Alex I think you've said before that you had a a different style of podcast before yeah that you just didn't your heart wasn't in it right and yeah. it probably showed. Um, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And so I knew that if we tried to push this show, it was going to feel wrong and it was going to come across wrong. And that was probably going to be my one shot and I'd be done. Right. 
Yeah. So I'd rather hang tight for the right opportunity in the right moment, find other ways to shine, mm-hmm. and then see where it goes. And Absolutely. so I, you know, I don't know that I've completely taken full advantage, but I think for where we are, I like to call them seasons. At this <laughs> season of our life, mm-hmm. we're exactly where we should be. Right. Exactly where we should be. That's perfect. Well, yeah. it, it, it's always amazing to me when you, you know, I'm, I'm a huge like documentary biography. Oh, fan. yeah. And it's always amazing to me, you know, whether somebody gets kicked from a show, whether yeah. a show fails or whether they turn down several yeah. shows, there's always the moment. And for people who are driven, it always, it tends to happen. I'm not going to say it always does because yeah. I'm sure there are people that are driven that haven't gotten there. Yeah. But if you have the right personality and you're still pushing and you're still working for those opportunities and awaiting them, there's always something that's going to land. Yes. And as soon as it does and it's the right position, I mean, the way you guys compete, the way, you know, the fact that he has, you know, I saw it, the thing that I did not know about was um, you guys were part of a 2016 Emmy nominated documentary. Yes. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. I didn't even know about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, if you're p- part of all of those things and you continue to push, there's no way yeah. opportunities aren't going to present themselves. Yeah. yeah, it is. And it's the other thing, too, is becoming that expert and how else can we be used as that expert? Right. And it may not be that we have our own show. That may not be exactly what makes sense for us. It may be that we're parts of other things or just mm-hmm. we're creating content. Um, constantly being approached by different companies to execute brand engagement and build audience for that. But again, if I don't love the product or really want to, I just say no. Right. And people are surprised. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, nope. not. Yeah. I don't want to dilute. We've worked really hard, o- 10-year overnight success. Yeah. For us to be <laughs> at this position, for us to skin it, I yeah. just would much rather shear the sheep, shear it, shear it, shear it, uh-huh. rather than 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 go ahead and skin it and and go. Although I would be, we're leaving a lot of money on the table, but that's okay. Yeah, well, and who knows what the money, the immediate money might yeah. not be as good as the long term money oh, when you think about that. I know it's not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep eating my ramen noodles. <laughs> no. I don't think in your house people are eating ramen noodles unless actually, you just want to. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I have. Um, I, I kind of doctor them up. So. Oh, nice. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Not not the college version of easy, ramen noodles. Easy, easy. Yeah, it's definitely not the college version. But yeah. Well, so when you talk about the product line, yeah. Walk first. Walk me through the product line. Like I do want to hear about that because it seems like every like every once in a while I'll see a new product or yeah. something new, something new. Yeah. But back to the beginning. Yeah. It was the bacon explosion. That's it. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. And the, did you say it was the number one most downloaded recipe? Yeah. yeah. At the time. At the now time. at the time that was right. pre Pinterest and all the the. Yeah. T- but you know, for just a viral post on a random blog. Yeah. It was uh, I, I believe and and I I'm not as versed in all of these technical accolades but it was like the number one most googled term for a couple of days in a row wow. which is pretty a uh, pretty that's amazing amazing yeah and then uh, we've been told we have an fbi file hey. because jason's name was associated with explosion oh God. <laughs> like millions of times uh-huh. in a short window of, right. of time show up to your house yes yeah. and so we've been told we have a file uh, but <laughs> so so bacon explosion bacon wrap bacon stuff smoked sausage yeah that was the brainchild of Jason, my husband, who was approached. This was 2008. Mm-hmm. Twitter was just kind of a thing. Yeah. And as a friend said, we said, what the heck is Twitter? He goes, it's Facebook without the bullshit. <laughs> we said, okay, we can do Twitter. Yeah. We'll get on Twitter. Well, some somebody from BaconToday.com approached Jason and said, how would you barbecue bacon? Mm-hmm. Like, let's collaborate here. And so Jason went to the grocery store, and it was buy one, get one free bacon. Now, Think about that in itself. There's no buying and getting one free bacon these days anymore. No. It is a super expensive hot commodity. Yeah. 
But back then, it was just whatever. Yeah. And uh, get you in the store and buy some extra. So he had two pounds of bacon, so he bought two pounds of sausage. And he said, I had this desire to put it all into one recipe <laughs> and had to figure it out. And he wrapped what we call a fatty, which is basically a chub of sausage. Mm-hmm. He wrapped it in bacon and was like, I still have a p- like a pound and a half of bacon left. <laughs> so he fried up a pound of it and decided to like in envelop, like put it yeah. inside and then roll it together. And he still had some strips of bacon left, like five or six strips. So he said, okay, if I'm going to go one direction with it, why couldn't I go the other direction with the bacon? Mm-hmm. So he made a lattice weave, a blanket of <laughs> bacon that he wrapped around it and then put it out on the smoker. And we took pictures the whole time. We were laughing our butts off. We had a, we had a Christmas party that night. And so we said, well, that's just what we'll take to the Christmas party. And we threw it down, and nobody wanted to eat it. They're like, that is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) What is that thing? And it was really before the whole, like, gross food movement, like Mm -hmm. the big over-the-top food movement. Dare I say, we might have kicked it off. Mm -hmm. Um, But we didn't have a name for it. We were laughing. We were trying to come up, you know, Terminator names and all these things. What could we call it? We couldn't call it a Baconator because Wendy's had that. (laughs) But so – we went to the second party because, you know, we're that popular. We went two parties in one <laughs> night. Um, we took it. L- again, one person, Doug, our buddy Doug, was the only one who ate it that night. Mm-hmm. And then Jason and I were both had, like, the first bite, you know. But we took the rest of it, and Jason walked into that party. He was kind of ticked off. No one wanted to try his barbecue, <laughs> right? Ego. A uh-huh. little bit. And he threw it down on the table and out of nowhere just goes, boom, it's a bacon explosion. <laughs> and that party was after nine o'clock, so they had maybe had a couple cocktails. Uh-huh. They dove on that thing, devoured it. We saw people scurrying away with pieces, like to wrap in tinfoil to hide. <laughs> it was, and we were like, okay, we're <laughs> on to something. Yeah. This is really interesting. And then we had people that night say, will you make one of those for my family for our Christmas party? So Jason was like, I really think we're on to something. I'm not going to give this recipe to that Bacon Today website. I'm just, we're just going to do it ourselves, and we'll post it on our blog. Yeah. Our blog had a whole, I think, two articles yeah. on it and had nothing for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was how we thought we would make money during the off-season to pay for this new expensive hobby that they had just won at the American Royal, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to pay for for the next season. So this is right after I the mean, American like, Royal. I mean, like, physically, we, October was when we did the American Royal. December is when this cre- this bacon explosion was created. I didn't realize it was that quick. No, it was that quick. So, wow. like, like I say, I got married in September. We gave birth to the bacon explosion a couple Jeez, months later. Man. Um, so 2008, Christmas. We knew it was a big deal. He put it up on the website, and our buddy who had SEO um, brains mm-hmm. was like, there's a lot of people looking at this thing, like, out of nowhere. Like we have hundreds of thousands of people looking at this thing. And we were at a family gathering, and Jason's aunt comes running in, knowing how much he loves barbecue. And she's like, I got to show you this thing. I got to show you this thing. I d- some people were showing it to me at work. Look at this thing. And she pulls up the recipe for the bacon explosion. Amazing. And Jason's like, Aunt Carmen, that's my recipe. <laughs> and we went, uh-oh, this is big. Like yeah. even Aunt Carmen mm-hmm. says they're sharing it at her office. And so we then proceeded to watch those numbers just explode, and that's when the New York Times called. That's always a good lead-in, and that's when the New York Times called. Yeah, and I (laughs) I had just enough – I was just dangerous enough to have enough public relations in my background to know that that was a big deal. Yeah, Um, sure. So – um, on that note, I got to check on our sausage real quick. Sounds good. And and well, and the good news is, is this is really th- this is a new bacon sausage that we're coming up with. Nice. That is going to be a little more digestible than the big giant bacon <laughs> explosion. 
Um, so I got to go check it. I can smell it, which means it's probably done. Okay. So awesome. I'll bring it over here and we can slice it up and get a little taste of it. Sounds like a plan to me. And we'll, so, um, I don't I'm, know. I'm just going to pause it real well, quick, okay. take a break. Okay. Got to slam the thing. I've got to tell you that sitting over here for the last uh, for the last forty minutes, it was just torture. Was oh, like, you oh could smell God. it. <laughs> That's the whole point. And you would talk about people who w- what what gets them excited is seeing people enjoy our products. And so, kind of going back to your question about products and and what we do. I mean, that the bacon explosion was was it. I mean, that was the reason that we kicked off because we had people coming to us saying, "I live in a high rise apartment. Yeah, I don't have a smoker." Right. I want to eat this thing. <laughs> so we had to quickly figure out how to how, how to become a meat purveyor. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's not easy. No. It, it, no. it has USDA. <laughs> you've got chain of custody. You've got crossing state lines. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a big, big deal. And so we were able to p- pull that off by that May. Our first commercial bacon explosion hit the market. And um, what's funny is during the photo shoot, you know, this is literally my little Canon camera uh-huh. photo shoot. Jason took a logo, our, our logo that we had freshly created quickly for the American Royal, yep. basically for the team, and put it on a ketchup bottle and on a, I think it was celery salt bottle, mm-hmm. like, m- like a, just a generic, wrapped him. So people thought we had sauce and seasoning. Because we put them in the background, uh-huh. like we were a big deal, like yeah. we were a company. That's fantastic. And it was totally just for display, yeah. food styling, if you will. Right. And so then it was like, oh, you have to have a sauce and a seasoning. So we had to figure that out real quick. And so that's how the sauce and seasoning launched. Yeah. I mean, just as quickly as that did. And how do you go about that? Because to me, like it, to me, it's always been a really confusing thing. Because yeah. there's, there's the you know every barbecue competition. I think it's just it's something I see on every single competition with a barbecue. It doesn't matter if it's Texas, North Carolina, here, wherever, it's always like, well, I got, I, you can't, like, yeah. I'm not going to tell you the recipe. Yeah. It's like, but then you give them seasoning and sauce, and it's like, well, there's the recipe, yeah. but we do things different over here. Yeah. Like, that's always kind of been the interesting thing to me. Like, if you're selling it, is that yeah. the same thing you use? Use. Well, and that's, it's layers. It's yeah. layers of flavor. Yeah. Um, and okay. then there's, and then there's commodity, mm-hmm. um, you know, consumables. Yeah. So, like, our sauce is definitely more of a French fry. Yeah. Hot dogs, okay. chicken nuggets. It is much more of a commodity sauce, mm-hmm. but it really does add a great layer of flavor yeah. to some of the things that we do in competition. So it's just one of the layers. Nice. But there's probably seven or eight other layers. And right. So that's why they say they don't give you their their recipe uh-huh. necessarily yep. because they're probably injecting it with something. They're probably putting something with less sugar on early and then fu- putting the final sugary product on so it doesn't burn, gotcha. you know, yeah. so, so it's still probably they, and then some people just are selling what's making what sells. Right. And that's fine. Yeah. That's a business. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if you're, if you, f- if you transition from the, I'm only doing this as a hobby to I'm yeah. doing this for a business, then yeah. you third decisions you have, have to be made. Decisions yeah. have to be made. Yeah. yeah. And absolutely. pricing and ingredients. Do you use molasses or do you corn syrup? I mean, that's the reality. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know so little about food prep in general. Like I have the meals that we make here. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. I, you know, I can grill a steak on a charcoal grill, and hey, I really like doing that. That's amazing. Yeah, that's all I do. That's all I can do. Like, no. I, with chi- like we were just talking about it before we came back on. It's like with chicken, yep. with pork. I'm probably the worst person. Like, we don't really have a lot of pork. Like, right. probably sausage is the only thing that we really have. Yeah. I'm 100% sure I overcook it. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's okay. But that's why when you go and have it, and you're like, whoa, this is so good. Why can't I do that? The problem is people 
are sometimes afraid to try those things even out because they know they don't like them. Right. Well, you don't like how you do them. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things like I didn't know I liked duck until I had it done and prepared correct. Yeah way the correct mm-hmm. way and it's like oh i do like duck i've yeah. really never had good duck you yeah. know or whatever so you have to be willing so do you want to do you want to give it a try yeah, okay yeah. so so kind of you know along those lines the one thing about the bacon explosion dig in please okay. do um the one thing with the bacon explosion is it's a commitment i mean it's it's two and a half three pounds of of meat right mm-hmm. so getting something in a consumer's hand or into a restaurant's hand that is quick that is a link that is uh maybe a little more user-friendly <laughs> oh my uh, yay! <laughs> I see a smile. It was very important to us, but it's taken a long time to get to this point yeah. to where we've got this. And now this, I l- physically went to the um, butcher this morning who's making this for us and picked mm-hmm. these up because this is our final test batch wow. um, before it starts to hit the market. So I'm glad it's hitting the market. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So it's it's the first product that we have cons- like s- total conception was not geared toward direct to consumer mm-hmm. but actually restaurant service yeah um it's the first product that we sat down and we said we're going to create this because we want it to be something that any and every restaurant regardless of their uh genre mm-hmm. could have a good barbecue sausage on their menu yeah doesn't matter if it's a pub or if it's a you know a local dive bar if yeah. we wanted them, if they wanted a high quality, nice product that they could get their hands on one. And so that's what, that's what this is. That's fantastic. We right? haven't named it yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even that's named okay. it yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, the th- reason I really like that is one, obviously it's cooked very well. Thank you. Um, but two, the, it's not overpowering. Like I feel like a, a lot of times when you go to pick something up, it's all based on, you know, th- the non meat flavor. Like I feel like everything that goes into that just enhances the actual meat rather than, like one of my favorite things in the world is Italian sausage, mm-hmm. like really hot, spicy Italian sausage. I, you can't really, I, it's just tasting pepper yeah. a, at that time. I yeah. mean, you can yeah. like it, you can like the feel of it, but you're not really tasting the meat. That you actually do. It's like, you know, when you have a steak, you like the steak. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you go to a restaurant, I'm sure you also like the butter that's in the steak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so much better. Well, and that was the thing, too, just even down to the consistency and coarseness of the pork yeah. and the bacon. So the actual cooked bacon that goes inside blended in with this sausage. Mm -hmm. There's an expectation when you call something bacon Mm -hmm. from people. And to then put it into a sausage, it's not an easy, obvious thing. And so this has taken us several rounds to finally where I think get to the point that the seasonings inside don't overpower it. Mm -hmm. It's already salty. It's just by nature. Oh, yeah. So could we – but what could we use to enhance the meat flavors – and not add more salt mm-hmm. um, to it. So it's we had to develop a whole new rub um, seasoning oh my God. in order to meet because we tried to do it just with what we had. Right. And it just proved to be too spicy for the general public mm-hmm. and too salty mm-hmm. and just didn't really do anything for it. It was great. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Oh like yeah. I'd eat the crap out of it. Right. But truly we were like, okay, we're going to have to go out this old school, back it down, not come to market quite as fast, but get it right. Right. And I think we've done it. Th- I, I, I think we nailed it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm really pleased. That's incredible. Yeah. So that was my first bite of this new batch too. And I'm okay yeah. with it. It's not because it, mm-hmm. it, the first batch, it was just, it was, it was honestly, it was too spicy and I like spicy, mm-hmm. but I know that the ge- general average consumer doesn't. Right. Yep. So can we make a product then that w- now we see 
the bigger vision is now we'll do a jalapeno version. Right. Now we'll do a cheese version. Yeah. Now we'll do, but we have to have that base. Original. Original. Yeah. That we can then build upon uh, for the person that really wants spicy that's, or, or cheesy. That's amazing. Thank you. That's really good. Thank you. <laughs> well, I do feel like you can have, that tastes like something that you can have morning, noon, night. Yes. Like it definitely just tastes like something you could have, like that could be breakfast sausage, yes. that could be your lunch, that could be dinner. Yes. And you could throw maple syrup on it. Yep. It would be delicious. Mm-hmm. You could grill them up for the tailgate and put sauce on them. Yeah. I mean, it really, it could take a mustard sauce. It could take a Kansas City traditional sauce. I mean, it yeah. really, I think that was kind of the goal was to build something that we felt like people could have enough creativity mm-hmm. that we just didn't tell them what to do with it, that they could really, you know, serve it as a medallion, serve it on a bun. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing. We're working with a particular purveyor that we are. However, the restaurant wants it, they can make it. Coils, right. rope, they mm-hmm. can do it in big chubs. They can do it as, as quarter pound, one pound, whatever the restaurant would want to do gotcha. to then use it as a product on their end. But it will be a burnt finger barbecue product. That's awesome. Which is kind of exciting. That's really so exciting. It's a whole new w- wave for us from the business side to not just be direct-to-consumer driven. Yeah. I. So explain to me, yes. when you were just talking about, like, so the restaurant can get it the way that they want to. So right. your sausage is your recipe. That's what it is. Yeah. But if they want it in just a pack form, like a one-pound pack form or five-pound pack form, yes. they can get that. They can yes. get link, you know, links. links like this. Yes. I mean, so they basically can go tell this place exactly what they want, exactly. and then it just shoots over to them that yes. way. Yes. That's a neat model. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because right. I – I've never been in the restaurant industry. I've never worked at a restaurant. I've never yeah. been like, I've never taken a chef class. There's yeah. nev- not been anything about the world of food that I know about. So to me, this is ridiculously interesting. Like when you were, you know, when you're talking about like, you know, the process of, you know, making something yourself, yeah. making a, you can't, you and Jason can't make a million bacon explosions no, and send them out never. for the demand. So how do we make sure that this process can go bigger? Yes. And to me, that's just like, it, it's mind blowing to me how many things you don't know about when you find an industry where you know zero. Well, part of what we talked about, the moment that kind of drove me to say, someone's got to get, grab this bull by the horns and let's see what we can do. Yeah. I mean, because that's ultimately what happened. My very first meeting, and this goes back to my philosophy of long game, Mm -hmm. I set out to meet every person that we were doing business with, meaning vendors. Nice. Because we are in the food industry, we don't have our own facilities. Yeah. Because it's just insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. Even down to the dry ice guy shipping it out. Like, I wanted to know who they were, what they do, who else do they do business with. And really, my ultimate question was, how can like, how can we get more business? Yeah. What can we do to work with you to be a preferred vendor or a preferred yeah. cust- you know, customer? Mm-hmm. And so I went to the place that was making our bacon explosions, and I didn't like the way they made me feel. Oh. I was very disappointed. We wanted to see a, we wanted to get a tour of the facility. They knew we were coming. Mm -hmm. And then they said, no, we're not going to show you. And I'm like, no, I need to see where you're making my product. Yeah. I need to know if there's cockroaches. Like, let me just be honest. Yeah. Like, I've got to know. Yeah. I mean, it's around food. They're around food food all day long. And I didn't want to jump to conclusions, but you left me no, no room to not make up my own story. So they lost our business. Yeah. And, you know, Jason was kind of like, what do you mean? And I'm like, we got to find somebody else to do this. He's like, do you know how hard that's going to be? And I'm like, yep. And it's a necessary step. Yeah. And we did. 
mm-hmm. and we did. Well, again, <laughs> and, and the long game. Yeah, it's yeah. the long game, and and we've changed even since that time. We kind of found an intermediate one that honestly didn't want to do the volumes that we were starting to produce, mm-hmm. um, and so it was a very open conversation, and he said, I think you need to find somebody else to do this. Well, because good on them. Oh, oh. Yeah. Huge. When yeah. I went in and said, I need you to sign this non-disclosure about a possible um, place that we could be selling this, he basically said, oh, yeah, no, I don't want to make that many. Yeah. And we said, okay, no problem. And we appreciated that because he could have easily said yes, and then we would have gotten a PO from somebody and never been able to fulfill it. Yeah. So it was it was painful, yeah. um, but it's also necessary um, to pivot that at that point. And so now we do like who's making them for us. They can make a lot of them if we need them. Um, they can do a few if we need them. And, th- and that's a great, we're paying a little bit more for it, mm-hmm. but we have that flexibility now where we just didn't have it before. Um, and then again, just not knowing what their goals were as a business. Mm-hmm. Again, you don't know the game, you can't play it. Right. And so I sat down with the people who were making our spices and I said, I know that you talk to big companies about bringing in products to their shelves, like bigger you know, box stores and different things like that. How do you choose the spices you pick right. to be a part of that program? And she couldn't answer the question. She's like, it's just kind of a handshake. We just kind of, people that have momentum and we put them in the program. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do I need to do to get in that program? Yeah. And yeah. she's like, build your profile. Okay. And so I did. I got yeah. on Chopped and I won. And like it mm-hmm. was like, whatever. No. Uh, <laughs> but no, really, I mean, again, I knew I needed to build my profile. And there's mm-hmm. multiple things. I'm very fortunate. I've had the opportunity to be on um, the Today Show several times. I'm kind of an on-call grill master for them. It's crazy It's fun. That's it fun. What is live TV like? Yeah. Is it just nuts? You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's fast. Yeah. It is I a bet. whirlwind. I mean, like they, like it's all their handlers and everybody. And then they come out, and they are the talent, and they do the thing, and then they're gone. Yeah. I mean, and then you're there cleaning up. Yeah. Uh, the Today Show, in particular, this I think this is a really fascinating point. So I can't actually physically make any food that I present when I'm on the Today Show. Okay. Because That's it's all union. Oh, yeah. I can't even clean a knife. That's right. Yep. And so they tell me, you can touch this, you can touch that, and you can do this. Mm-hmm. Everything is staged. Everything is ready to go. It is their cook staff, everything. Oh, my God. And so. And these are the things you never see. No. Hear about. The only reason I even know how, I don't want to say crazy because that's not the right word, but how regulated it is is because I've had friends of mine and mentors of mine who have performed on stage in New York. Oh, yeah. And same thing. It's like, I think it was, there's a famous story. I think it was Alec Baldwin, like, slammed a screen door and it broke it off the hinge during the show. Well, during the show, they left it. But he went up afterwards and was just like, ah, it's a screw that's loose. And th- they got on it. Yeah, it's you like, can't. It's somebody that famous, they still got on. Yeah, so. you cannot touch anything because that is yeah. all regulated. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and you're there, you know, I don't know how long your segments end up being. But, I mean, if it's a five-minute segment, that's got to be a little crazy. Like, I'm going to get on a plane, go to New York, be there. Probably be there for quite some time. But yeah. the money is five minutes <laughs> and then I'm out. 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 Done. And then I'm, I'm going home. Yeah. And it, and it is literally <laughs> like, here's your coffee mug. Thanks. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Well, and it still gets like, hey, the exposure. Al. Hey Al Broker, yeah. how you doing? Well, how hey, many Carson people Daly. are you know? <laughs> how many people are googling you too? Yeah. Like yeah. as soon as that's done, it's like, oh, that looked really good, Megan Day. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's and uh, you kind of talk about the the are you taking advantage of being a female in this lead? That is, I'll I know that's part of the appeal is mm-hmm. that I don't look like every other barbecue pit master, right? And so if they're looking for that, I'm an obvious choice. Right. There, uh, and it's really fun. So there's a new show 
And I will tell you, I was in the running for the show, and I'm a little bitter I didn't get chosen, but <laughs> that's okay. No, it that's is fine. It's, it's all fine. Fi- it's <laughs> fine. I firmly, though, I firmly believe there's a reason, and it's mm. fine. Yeah. Whatever. No. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really proud because they did end up having four women on the show yeah. with, I think, six other pitmasters. Wow. Guys. Mm-hmm. So it was very well represented yeah. as far as the female goes. And they are the final four still remaining in the show <laughs> and tonight which this is uh, where w- how we're um uh, f- taping this podcast um i'll find out which of th- in the two women remaining mm-hmm. which one is the winner of the barbecue i think i forget the what it's called but it's basically um michael simon and bobby flay oh nice and wow. they're <laughs> they're teamed up with them and then the winner is going to get their own food network digital series wow yeah and nice. so, but it's two women in the end, and you would have never have believed it. You looked at that panel of those ten pitmasters that mm-hmm. they started with, and it never in a million, or maybe I mean it was ten. Yeah, I was thinking five and five on each team. You would never have picked, yeah, these these two women in particular, mm-hmm. specifically these two women. One of one of the other women was um, chef. She's shre- chef ch- ch- uh, chef trained, so she had mm-hmm. some great culinary chops, and she got beat because her potato salad was a little too too salty. Oh my gosh! You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Um, that sh- everything else, her meat was p- cooked perfectly, but yeah. overall, they had a reason to cut her. And so, anyway, it's really fun to see that not only is a high-profile show like that included women, but these women kicked some serious tail. That's awesome. So I'm like, okay, if if I couldn't be on there and I couldn't try to win, yeah. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> glad, right? Yeah. Like, let it be a female lead because we are there and we're. We're doing things. We just didn't have a lot of cameras on us, right? And that was one of the things we've said all along: is it's like we're we're there. Well, and it's and this is happening so much right now, and it's a wonderful time to watch it because there are so many shows, so many industries that women are just you know able to finally get into. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they're just as talented. No yeah. kidding, really. No kidding. Yeah, not. It's you know, I don't want to say you know anything negative, but it's one of those like. It's barbecue. It's this field. It's this field. Like yep. these are all things that we know. We know yep. this can happen, and I have, <laughs> I make, I have commented sometimes. It's like I do feel like there are times where things go a little too far. Oh, sure. Just like whoa, 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 whoa. But yes, you also have to realize that like this is new. Yeah. This isn't something that's happened throughout time. This is like if you're going to complain, yes. they have a lot more room. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, and a lot more room. But uh, two, give us the chance yeah. and let us earn it. Yeah. And I think that's what they're d- discovering is that women are doing really well in these competitions, but nobody was asking them. Right. They just weren't. So yeah. the fact that this woman said to this, you know, this producer, casting director, talk to Megan and gave me that chance is yeah. what I what n- needed to happen. And then he won. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won. Exactly. But I had to earn it. Yeah. No, Again, 100%. I had to earn it. So I'm super excited to see where this is going and mm. that maybe we'll have more chances um, just even to out just get to try to earn yeah. that, that chance. Well, I feel like you, as much progress as you ha- all have made in 10 years, there is still, I mean, oh, you could probably see the trajectory that yeah. you can go into. I mean, it's not just products. It's, you know, you're talking about they get a digital series. Yeah. That's everything now. I mean, it's amazing Content to me. Content lives forever. Oh, of course, yeah. So, I mean, if you're able to start the brand now, yeah. what? An, or, I mean, even before, yeah. now is you've already done it. And speaking of brand, how do you separate 
burn finger barbecue from Jason Day from Megan Day that because I feel like you're question. yeah you're a brand unto yourself and burn finger barbecue is a brand unto itself and I feel like in some ways Jason is a brand yeah. unto itself yeah that's that's the humble hard Midwest part <laughs> right yeah like no 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 it doesn't need to be me and then right. like no it it does. it does okay well all right <laughs> we we we're figuring that out yeah I I, I think the market will dictate it it will tell us yeah. um, you know one of the things one of the big moments that I was proud of last year as I put together my goals and, and things I wanted to see for the business. One of those for the last two years had been having a chance to sell on a home shopping channel. Right. Whether it was QVC or HSN or Evine or whatever that genre was because mm -hmm. I felt like our story translates well to a, an audience that is buying on via the television. Right. And had that opportunity, they came to us. You know, wow. who, who gets that? But yeah. uh, we had been talking with QVC at one point about the bacon explosion, and it just didn't fit. The model just mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't fitting. And then QVC bought HSN, which is the Home Shopping Network. Yeah. And they came to us and they said, "What about HSN? Would you be interested in actually creating a line of products for HSN?" Okay, now you're talking. Yeah. Before it was going to be a product once in a while on QVC. On QVC, now it's a whole product line for Burnt Finger Barbecue on HSN. Yeah. So that was the obvious choice for us, and so that's what we did, and we we kicked off actually uh, August 14th of 2018 was when our first time being on the Home Shopping Network to sell our meat. I remember hearing <laughs> about it. We're just like, oh my God, seriously? Yeah. Me of course, yeah. of course, Megan's on that. Yeah, <laughs> and so, so you know, just kind of those things where you set those things in motion, and it was because we had a great conversation years ago mm -hmm. about the possibility of doing that, and that was a goal and of interest, and that person remembered. Yeah, you know, that person remembered and knew how to get a hold of us again. I mean, living yeah. practice, uh -huh. and being able to now a year later, I'm actually I'm unable to be there on Monday, so we have. We're trying out a um, guest rep to sell our product. And can can we say who the guest rep? Well, is? it's she's she's someone who's on HSN all the time. Oh, so okay, her, gotcha, her name's gotcha. Chris. Yeah, gotcha. it's not like we're bringing in a movie star or anything gotcha. like that, but celebrity yet, right? <laughs> but yeah, but it, that's a whole new world for us is mm -hmm. to try to okay, do I physically have to be there on set to sell our product, or is there enough of a storyline mm -hmm. that maybe I get to do appearances as? kind of some of the bigger shows or some of the holiday shows. Right. But they came to me and said, would you do ribs? And we didn't want to miss the opportunity to do it right before Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And course. a holiday. So we're testing out, could we have a, a guest rep do it for us? And what do those numbers look like? So right. we're, we're testing it out and we'll see. I mean, I had full confidence in her. And um, she's been on selling some other products at the same time and has eaten some of the products that we've been selling and she like loves them genuinely. Yeah. And so here we are now I'm like, hey, you wanna rep for us? Nice. So we're gonna try that out um, and just, I mean, again, is it me, is it Jason, is it Burnt Finger Barbecue or is it the whole story and the meat? Yeah. And we just don't know. Right, well and I'd probably be able to tell that fairly quickly yeah. when you get the guest on. Yeah. It's, I, 
it again, and we talked about this in the beginning, but you know, you turn something down because it wasn't the right fit yeah. and then waited until the right fit came along. To me, that is the biggest lesson that I've, I continue to hear from you is like, you have to wait. Like, it's not that you have to wait. Yeah. It's that when the right opportunity presents itself, you'll know, as opposed to, I need to chase the money right now. Yeah. And that obviously is just incredible yeah. to me. <laughs> Because I, I think that takes a certain hard. type of personality. It does. Yeah. When and you know that there's money right here, that's tough to give up. It is. <laughs> it is. And, and it's, I think that's where Jason and I work really, really well together because he's much more the systems guy. Yeah. And I'm a little bit pie in the sky. So yeah. I show him what could be, and he tells me what has to happen today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but we have to pay that bill. Yeah. And it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. I so it's, it's, a, it's a good – we work well together. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. That reminds me opposite – gender roles like nikki is definitely the we need to get this done today whereas i'm like you know what we should do um very different idea and th that's also part of the reason why we have talked about it and it's like we're very impressed with the two of you because it's like they, they work together all day i would kill you like yeah. she look would just look at me like there's no way yeah it's just the two the personalities are too too too, too different well <laughs> and it's just to kind of kind of bring that back and you asking is it a megan day is it a jason day is it burnt finger barbecue you know, one of the things we've talked about with HSN is there may be a point in time when as me as a mom, I'm looking for certain things to put on my table for my kids and my family that aren't specifically barbecue. Yeah. Will that be the Megan Day line? Right. Yeah. Crazy to yeah. even think that. But it can. But it totally is possible yeah. and would make complete sense. Yeah. Just it really right would. into a different side. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, this is where I cut my chops. This is where I get my accolades. Mm -hmm. But I'm a mom and I need a good XYZ on the table. And it doesn't happen to be barbecue. Yeah, and you built a hell of a resume. Too. Yeah. Well, it's you, like know. you can say, like, you know, we went back, we created this, we did this. But now. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so that's when it will be, uh, you know, the, the product lines really, if it doesn't fit us or isn't right, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And. That's because we've had such nice success with a few things that we've done. Right. And we're not diluting the brand. And people aren't like, oh, she's out with something more. Although I will say, I, I do feel it a little bit. We're at that really uh, – I have a mentor um, here in the Kansas City area, the um, Enterprise Center of Johnson County. Mm -hmm. And I have mentors through that. And they said the other day, one of them said, you're in the hairball stage. And I said, okay, what's that? And they said, you're just rolling around picking things up. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a point in time when you're going to have to get the razor out and shave some stuff off. Yeah. And you're going to have to figure out what's really making money, what really makes sense, or what relationships you want to keep and so they're worth doing, mm -hmm. and what just probably you don't need to do. Right. And so I feel like we've done a little bit of that. We used to do tons of competitions. I mean, we'd be out 30, 30 weekends a year. And now we're like six weekends yeah. a year. We just don't do as many mm -hmm. because – We've got other things we need to do, but we want to hit the world championships. We want to hit some of the big, we have to stay relevant yeah. and, and try to do those. And then hit up a couple for my kids mm -hmm. who want to compete. Nice. So they have the kids queue. And so they're getting old enough now to compete in the, in the kids queue. I was reading about that on your, prof on yeah. your uh, profile that you sent me over. So Hank is old enough. Yes. And your youngest daughter, tell what was Meredith. It? Meredith. Yes. Meredith. I wanted to say Megan. I was like, I know it's an <laughs> M. Um, Meredith is not but she's also wants to. Oh, she wants to more than her brother. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fantastic. It really like she is the one that when I'm in the middle of something, like I was making broccoli cheddar soup last night mm -hmm. and she came running in, grabbed her apron and her little play knife and she comes over and she's like, "I'll help you." 
And so I struggled with that a little bit at the beginning when she was, she so, so wants to help. And then I discovered, and this is, sorry, Meredith, when you're hearing this when you're a little older. <laughs> but I realized that if I just gave her a slice of bread or a piece of bologna or some random part of a vegetable and acted like I really needed that and it was like super important for my recipe, she would satisfy that need to help and I could keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, 100%. But I mean, that. Whole, I think that's a great thing because you're still teaching them. Yes. It's like, you know, I need this. I need Fantastic. I need eight pieces of this tortilla. Yeah. It's like I my my mom, when I was trying, when I was, I wasn't trying to decide to go to college, they basically told me that I was. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. But sh I was talking to her about it. And I was like, it's, it's kind of amazing that you have people that have four-year degrees and subjects that, you know, they never end up in. I mean, I'm a good example of yeah. that. I was in finance for a few years and was like, this sucks. I'm yeah. getting into real estate. But, you know, you have all these people that have different college degrees. And one of the things she said was it's not just the degree. It's that yeah. you can show that you took, you know, an extra step to completing something that some people don't. Yes. And I thought that was an amazing thing. And that, to in my mind, when she comes up and she slices the piece of bologna yeah. or the piece of bread, she completes the task. Yes. Like, she does it. And I think that's a great lesson. Yeah. 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 So, but it, it took a while because I'm like, all right, here's an egg. And <laughs> I need that egg. But now I've got to fish seven shells out of the. Uh. But it's like, okay, well, she doesn't need to do that. She just wants to help. But she doesn't know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I gave her some random pieces of broccoli stem. And it was perfect, right, Fantastic. last night. Right? Yeah. And she muscled through it. Uh -huh. And it was very accomplished. And then. And then toodled away, and she was done. Uh huh. And I could keep going. <laughs> keep nice. <working. laughs> it took me a little while to figure that one out. My uh -huh. husband has way, it's shocking, but my husband has way more patience with the kids <laughs> than I do because uh -huh. he gets to be fun and yeah. I'm the discipline. Uh huh. So I get it. I understand that is our role, but he's right. like, yeah, let's do this. This is fantastic. <laughs> and I'm like, but I got to get this on the table and we got, we got bath time. We got, you know. <laughs> but we're still playing. We are still. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole that being able to, what like my daughter will physically park herself in front of our spice cabinet and just taste spices <laughs> it is the craziest thing that's amazing and she loves it oh that's spicy <laughs> or she'll be like mm, i don't like that <laughs> and then but then she'll be like these two together and i'm like yeah that'd be great you know and it, it really she's building her palate and i say all the time i'm like if we have we've got to find a way a program to build her palate yeah. Because she's showing all of those signs yeah. that she wants it right. and is good at it. Right. Like she'll tell us. She'll say, Mom needs more honey. And oh I'm like, you God. know what? It, it could use some honey. Or whatever. It's, it's wow. really kind of savant. That's fantastic. Yeah. Though. Meanwhile, Hank is just like more about the task and getting it done and accomplishing something. Where does he get that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what, is, what are those competitions like? Yeah. The, the, it's the kids' cue. It's, it's intense. I mean, like you, so they give the kids the meat and most typically. So usually there'll be different meat for the for the younger kids versus the the little bit older um, mm -hmm. kids and teenagers. So, for instance, at the American Royal, Hank will do hamburger, mm -hmm. um, what, however he wants to do it. It could be a meatball. Mm -hmm. It could be an actual hamburger. It could be whatever, concoction. Um, and then the older kiddos, and I, I don't know the exact breakout, but I would say probably 5 to 9 and then 10 to 14 or mm -hmm. something like that is the breakout. They'll do steak. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of how that is. But like the most recent one we were just at, it was a pork chop. Mm -hmm. He was doing a pork chop. And so they give you the meat at the at the Kids Q Cooks meeting the <laughs> night before. Nice. And then right before we're intensely getting our chicken ready and, and getting ready for our competition, usually around 930 or 10 o'clock will be the Kids Q 
so we can pay attention to them. It's usually a pretty quick cook, so something within the 30 to 45 minutes, um, and they're done, and then they turn that in, and they judge them on taste, tenderness, appearance. Wow. Yeah, and That's then intense. they give awards yeah. to the kiddos. So this last one, he took third. Very good. Very proud of him. Awesome. Yeah, he did. He did really, really good, and he beat a lot of kids that were, you know, he's five. Yeah, and going against nine-year-olds. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, I, I was really, really he, proud of him. He did good. That's fantastic. Well, what a good idea to bring like kids into it because yes. I mean, not everybody is a single person. Not everybody. What did you used to call? Dinks. Dinks. Yeah, dual yeah. income, no kids. I'm impressed. You remember? Yeah, uh -huh, dinks, yeah. dual income, no kids. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. Yeah, <laughs> it was a fantastic time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nikki and I kind of look and at each other, and it's like we love our life now, but God, we should have traveled more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I we traveled a lot, and but we did. Yeah, that's why we feel very <laughs> satisfied. We we definitely did, and and we were absolutely ready to start having kids. All right, congratulations for making it this far on the podcast. This is actually where my computer gave me a slight audio issue, so we're gonna restart this in just a second. I did know upon uh, listening back on, we do repeat a couple of the things but I promise you uh, Megan actually expands on a ton more information so sit back relax forgive us for repeating ourselves a couple of times but honestly there's some really really cool stuff that you're about to hear so enjoy sounds great <laughs> we're gonna make it work so that's that's the biggest news that I have thanks for I'm glad I could share that with you <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's always nice when, you know, your equipment breaks down that you spent so much money on. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, we're, we're talking about going out of town when we're not, when you're pre-children. Uh, pre and then it's like, oh, yeah, we didn't copy, didn't get any of the other stuff that, that we were okay. supposed to get. Well, I'll tell you what, the difference between what we always say is with a pit master is it's easy for somebody to be grilling or to do barbecue, but it's when things go wrong. Yeah, that's my okay. problem. I realize I should take it away. I was like, is there a <laughs> helicopter? It sounded like there oh was yeah. a helicopter. Oh, yeah. The feedback is amazing. That so that is. That, uh, that mic I was talking about in yeah. the very beginning, Yeah. one of the reasons that people like that mic is because it's a big cylindrical piece. So the actual yeah. microphone sits inside of the cover. So you have everything in one. You have yeah. the shock mount. You have everything that you know doesn't allow for feedback like just happened. All of it's in that one piece. And it's very nice. That is nice. Hmm. Okay. So. So no, it just <laughs> say, say it's it's the the ability to recover. So we're we're here we're here to recover. Right? Exactly. We got this. So exactly. So yeah. So having kids. Yeah. So having kids. And let's talk about those kids. Aww. <laughs> so Hank and Meredith. Hank and Meredith. Which I know now yes. is not Megan. No. Um, I'm Megan. <laughs> she could have been Megan Junior. Exactly. Um, so I know we just talked about it, obviously, but let's talk about the the um, kid. Kids Q. Kids Q. Yeah, kids the Q. dynamic of the Kids Q. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, so we're very fortunate that, um, you know, it, it is a family environment. Barbecue contests are very much a family environment. And when kiddos turn five, they're able to do what they call Kids Q. And it is the same process of taste, tenderness, and appearance mm -hmm. that the adults go through. And they provide the meat. Typically, they'll provide the meat to the kiddos. And so Hank's five. And so he competes, I, I may have the numbers wrong, but like five to nine or so in one category. And then, like, for instance, at the American Royal, he'll do hamburger. Mm -hmm. And then the kiddos who are like 10 to 14 will do steaks. Nice. And so that's usually a protein that's permitted, um, given to them, sponsored. Someone has sponsored it and given mm -hmm. it. And there's usually goodie bags involved or, you know, <laughs> sometimes they get to keep the grills. You know, nice. I mean, it's, it's like it's really cool. Like they yeah. really make those kids feel very, very special. Yeah. And so he is just now starting to get into competing himself in the last contest. His pork chop took third. Very nice. So and uh, he does. He loves the whole process of doing it. And I mean, we make him do it like he he picks out what seasoning he wants. 
he will tell us when to pull it off of the smoker or the grill what it depending on what the process is that he's choosing to do mm-hmm. and you know we just probe it to make sure that the temperature's safe right but yeah. if he if he overcooks it he overcooks it yeah. and we're not going to stop him because he's right. got to learn and then our daughter on the other hand it's really fun because every once in a while you'll s- like one of the contests will just throw her some meat too so she can play yeah um, she doesn't really get judged, but she wants to, and she <laughs> is in there. And I have some of the most, I don't know, some of the pictures and video that I will cherish for a lifetime. Just yeah. little tiny kiddos really owning, flipping those burgers or flipping that yeah. pork chop and probing them. And, and it was really funny. Hank burned himself. So, oh. um, yeah. And uh, Jason was like, oh, you're a man. <laughs> so he comes running in and he's like mom i'm a man <laughs> and i thought oh my gosh what did you do and he's like i burnt myself i'm like oh, oh. perfect perfect good so, yeah i want to so wait a couple years on the yeah, other stuff yeah he's good he's good he's <laughs> just, just off from a pork chop nice. so but yeah so he they're they're doing great and meredith is is really our taste tester she's got skills that are amazing with you know when when something needs sweet or heat um she knows it and it's really really cool to watch her do that yeah, so you were saying that she like will get the seasonings out and yeah. like taste them yeah. and figure out what combinations yeah do. she does and she she's a garlic freak loves yeah. garlic loves garlic and butter nice butter and actually it was really it was <laughs> hank, it was kind of funny one day we were he, they because hank will kind of come over and see what she's doing yeah but like she's in she's on the stool up in front of the cabinet pulling them all down and I have to, as a mom, just let her do it and know that something might break. And it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I want her to feel safe and confident that she can do that, that that's, yeah. I, that's an approved activity. Yeah. <laughs> Very approved. But he was the one who grabbed the popcorn seasoning, the butter popcorn seasoning. Mm-hmm. could probably kill me for telling you his secret. But he loves <laughs> to put that on meat. Yeah. Well, it's an enhanced fake flavored butter. Like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. And it 100%. really, it really works. And yeah. like, it was like, all right, buddy, you do it. And he's like, I think I want that on there. And we're like, good for you. Nice. So yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, it'll be like, I want to put apple juice on it. And it's like, okay, so he's going to marinate it. You know, <laughs> it's whatever, like yeah. he wants to do and play with it. And so, um, but they've, the, the kids really do enjoy it. And there's, there'll be a point in time when maybe other activities will get in the way and, and we can't, but right now that's what we do. Well, I do like, I mean, it's, to me, the kids' competition and the fact that your d- daughter seems to be even more into it than the son, to me, that's just amazing because it it's something that you guys are into, and it yep. feels like so many times you hear stories about people that br- are bringing kids along, and the kids are a hassle, not because they're your kids, but because yeah. they're just not into it. They're, well, not only are they not, they're bored, yeah, and they're resentful, and mm-hmm. all the other words you want to use that it, it, we are very, very blessed that at this point... They get a kick out of it. Yeah. And but I also have to say the people around us. Yep. They cheer for them. They're excited. They ask them questions. Um, you know, they'll put on music that the kids will like. I mean, it's an engaging environment. Mm-hmm. And the kids, I, I say this, um, the kids are going to hear cuss words oh, yeah. out there. And we just talk about the fact that yeah. if it was appropriate or it wasn't appropriate or if it's in a song. And mm-hmm. someone sang it, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. it just, it is, um, it's a little bit, some kind, sometimes can be a rough environment. Like we know Friday night of the American Royals, probably not the place for kids. Right. Um, but honestly, if I don't, I don't want to also not have them be part of it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to keep that from them. And so sometimes we just kind of have to shield them and we just know we're not going to go hang out with 
the yeah. guys and and have a cocktail that night because they need to they need sleep and we need to be there with them so yeah. we make sacrifices too absolutely and we sowed our wild oats for the first like seven years of competition right you know, yeah that's, that's always helpful before the kids came <laughs> on, so, yeah we had a lot of fun yeah <laughs> i can't remember if it i know we stopped by i think we stopped by we had to have because you guys would have been out there but uh, the centurions group was so new at the time yeah. that i can't remember yes. where we went but i thought it was either you or did, did Christopher Mitchell do yeah, that? Uh -huh, okay. Uh -huh. did, yeah. Okay. Might have yeah. been his. It was it was probably his. Okay. We were we were not super close by each other. Okay, gotcha. Um, but he kind of had more of like anybody can stop by. Yeah, he was we, a party. He had yeah. a party. Yeah. Yes. And we were actually competing like in the invitational and so right. we had to kind of prepare. We yeah. would still have people come over. Right. And, and and enjoy and like we'd feed them and and you know at the time I think we had a liquor sponsor so yeah. you know, yeah, have some cocktails. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. yes, Christopher Mitchell, definitely. He, he was the party. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I was just like. And then Teasdale had, was part of a group that had a party. Yeah, he was yeah. always part of a group that had. I think Teasdale knows everybody in of the city. Of course he does. So, yeah, it, I remember he was like, yeah, we're at so-and-so's party. I was like, I don't know who that is. He's yeah. like, oh, well, you met him here. I was like, wasn't there. <laughs> in your I, world. Yeah, exactly. But I, I did appreciate Christopher Mitchell that night because he, like, you know, we're in at the American Royal. Every line is 10 miles long. And I was just like, at this point, it's not worth it to get a beer or anything like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. But he was like, well, did you want something? I was Aww. like, well, yeah, I'd love something. And so he brings out this, like, shelf in his barbecue trailer, this shelf of liquor. I was like, this is my favorite person. You're amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Got it. The libations. Absolutely. Well, and especially, you know, that was a cold night. Mm. So It can be. It yeah. can be. Well, and it's, it's interesting because the last couple of years, the American Royal is now. Um, I like that we keep. I know, like we got to look over. Sure is it's it still, still recording? Is it, is it recording? Oh, uh, man. So that's okay. That's what this is fun. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah. So it's changed different different dates, and you know, there's just it, it's now the second, usually the second weekend of September. Gotcha. So it's a lot more warm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot hotter, uh, which is fine because right. it was yeah, it is what it is. But that first weekend in October was always like the first kind of you could smell fall and yeah. you'd wear your boots and it could get really chilly but yet during the day was warm and right. it really was like beautiful Kansas City perfect 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 and yeah. now it's hot 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 that's okay yeah Nikki's birthday is October 11th and uh it, it's amazing normally what we used to do especially when we lived up north yeah um but what we would do is we'd go to uh the um Irish Fest in Weston because it's always Love one it. of those weekends and we have gone there in basically parkas. We yeah. have gone there in shorts and a t-shirt and still just been sweating the yes. whole time. I mean, it's her birthday always cracks me up because it's like it could have snowed two weeks before or it couldn't snow for two months. Yeah. You never have any you idea. You never know. Yeah. So we talked also about your um, uh, your your nephew, right? No. Nephew. Who was it? It's our cousin Matt. Cousin Matt. Cousin Matt. Cousin Matt, the vegetarian at, yes. at the barbecue festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. Uh huh. <laughs> so he, so Matt is genuinely. I mean, he's Jason's cousin. Mm -hmm. He is just the coolest dude. Great helper. Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but he anticipates what we need, and That's that huge. is, it's huge. It's just even things like set the knife down, and I go to get the knife again, and it's clean. Yeah. Oh man. I'm he telling really is like, on it. he is on it. Yeah. And it is so critical and, and we laugh. So in in our bio we kinda talk about how he is the only guy that we trust in our yeah. barbecue trailer because he won't dip into the supply and eat the meat and, exactly. and we know. But it, it really is true because people will come out and, and you know, we're cutting carving up meat and it's super intense and we're putting things into the clamshell box for the 
judges and people will start picking meat off of the cutting board and it's like that was a piece we were going to give to the judges and you oh just God. ate it and so <sighs> knowing that matt will never do that is so good for the soul yeah. um but he loves our sauce he, his yeah. favorite thing is a sauce sandwich so he'll take a bun and put our sauce on it and That's he just hilarious. loves it yeah <laughs> uh, and he loves my desserts mm -hmm. and yeah. <laughs> so because auxiliary categories you know i kind of laugh and say i was the girl who took the boxes and i was the girl who served the drinks but i also was doing some of the auxiliary categories so sometimes yeah. there's a a dessert, beans, uh, potato salad, whatever, or not potato salad, but potato category. Yeah. My favorites when it's like Bloody Mary or <laughs> Margarita. Uh -huh. Those are some fun ones as well. But yeah. yeah. So Matt helps us out with those. And every once in a while, he'll even jump in and be like, can I take on one of the categories? So we love that nice. and, and pass on the torch a little bit. But he is uh, a critical part of our, what I would say when the big, big competitions are on the line and it's super intense. He's, he's right there helping us and um, he's brought a couple of his buddies along and so we've gotten <laughs> to know some of his buddies and they're, they're just comic relief honestly it's Fantastic. really fun really fun yeah well i we were talking earlier about i do think that there is some type of there's got to be at some point they're going to be and i'm sure it's going to be the most made fun of category at a barbecue place but i or a barbecue competition but i do think that at some point it's like there is an uncaptured market in vegetarians absolutely and i th it's going to be amazing yeah when you're able to make that stuff taste great mm -hmm. to somebody who really in just enjoys meat, yeah. that's going to be a good day for everybody. It is. And, yeah. and I, jackfruit is something that I've been playing with. It is just extremely difficult to get your hands on a real young jackfruit mm -hmm. because by the time they're shipped over here from the tropics in which it is um, harvested, they're usually too sweet. Gotcha. And so it's difficult to do. But I know there's a couple of places I think you can get some young jackfruit in a can. And I think it does oh, just as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I just haven't ventured down that path quite too much yet. But I have done a little bit. Um, there's a lot of folks who like fish and salmon and smoked, you know, different things. Yeah. So there is. there is, And, you know, actually, as a matter of fact, Lenexa this year, the great Lenexa barbecue, we took second place in the seafood category and we did smoked salmon oh wow yeah so that was really fun to yeah. do and so we nailed it it was awesome. it was good we'd never cooked we'd never smoked salmon before yeah but it was just like jason saw one of the one of the meats and he said that looks good i mean i think let's try that yeah. you know and and one of the things you'll discover about jason is it is he'll go to 10 different stores mm -hmm. to source the meat so if he sees pork butts but doesn't like how there's a certain muscle on it that he's looking for the striations and the, mm -hmm. the marbling in it, if it doesn't have the right marbling, he just won't buy anything. And so he could go to 10 stores, honestly, and before wow. he finds what he's looking for. And so when he sees when a piece of meat speaks to him, yeah. you know, it's like, I guess we're doing salmon. And that's we did awesome. it. Yeah. Well, that, and that's – you think about it in every other business and everything else, it's like you have the expert that's doing every single right. category. right. That's exactly what he's supposed to be doing, and that's just amazing. Somebody like me wouldn't have a freaking clue yeah. what to look at, but that's great that he's able to just kind of go into a store and be like, "Yeah, yeah, this is the m I need this. Yeah, fantastic." And now I'm going to get everything else. Two two years ago at the Lenexa barbecue, he said, "Do you want do you want to take the steak category?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll take the steak category." And so he, I had picked out something, and then he comes back from the store and he's like, "Look, look what I found!" And these were the most beautiful fillets. I mean, they nice. were so marbled. And that's just not normally something that you see is that good of marbling on yeah. those fillets. And so I cooked him up and took first place. Nice. Beef steak champion of Kansas hey. right here. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, he teases and says, yeah, you cooked him good, but I really picked out good meat that day. And I was like, you did. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. And we didn't find as good a meat this year. And I, I think I took, 
don't know if I took top 10, but it was still good. Yeah. It was still excellent. Yeah. But it really, it is critical. That meat is so critical because, again, it's that one bite yeah. for that judge. Well, and that to me, I never knew that. That no. to me is insane. Well, and even, and it's a made up criteria as well. So I'll take it even deeper. So ribs, good eating ribs fall off the bone. That's how I want to eat them at my house. Yeah. But they can't judge that because anybody can do that. So the judging criteria for ribs is that you bite it and the meat stays on the bone, but the right where you bit pulls off with little resistance. And so <laughs> wow. that is how they judge the perfectly cooked because you as a master pulled it at the exact moment that it was tender, but not overdone. Gotcha. But again, that's not how I want to eat a rib. No. I want it falling off the bone. Yeah. So it's a completely different, it's the category criteria. And again, like you said, newbies don't, they have no idea. They have no idea. They I love it when wrong. a chef is like, I'm, I'm entering the American Royal and I'm going <laughs> to do this. And, and like one chef asked me one time, he's like, can I sous vide the meat? And I'm like, no, you cannot sous vide the meat. You cannot <laughs> get it to a certain temperature and then just char it off. Like that's illegal. You yeah. know, know the rules. Jeez. That's okay. They don't know. Well, yeah, they don't know. But I, it's amazing to me because so many uh, different like, when we think competition, I would guess, and may maybe I'm wrong, but when people think competition, they automatically go to sports, sports of some type, sure. you know, football, baseball, soccer, basketball, whatever it might be. With and in, in those competitions, you'll have fights like all the time. Yeah. All the time. Sure. But with what I'm hearing from you, it's like especially with the kids' queue and with the you know, I'm sure you stay away from people that you just don't like. Yeah. There's always going to be There's that. There's that guy. There's that guy. We talked about the guy, one yeah. of the guys earlier. But uh, but to me, it's very interesting because like it does sound like what you're saying is it's it is kind of a family. Like it is. There are kids running around. There are, you know, yeah, you get together with the boys and you drink and yeah. you cuss and that kind of thing. But at the same time, you're also just enjoying the fact that, you know, look how lucky we are that we get to do this. Yeah. yeah. It's it's tailgating with a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Sometimes with a purse. Sometimes yeah. you win money. Um, you'll hear you'll hear a lot of guys on the circuit who'll say when a boat pays me 10 grand. <laughs> all get a boat you know and it's uh -huh. like okay that makes Fair sense enough. yeah totally because it's not cheap i mean it's probably 800 to a thousand dollars every time we compete <sighs> um just out of pocket now we yeah. are very very fortunate our sponsors um help us compete and help us pay those bills and but not you know the beginning. no not in the beginning yeah no no we we did not have that luxury in the beginning and that's something you earn and work towards mm -hmm. and and that's when, you know, kind of the barrier to entry for a lot of people is that's why you see these huge teams of guys because they'll all be like, I'm 200 in, I'm 200 in, I'm 200 in. Yep. But they don't win. That's interesting. They just don't win. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. But rarely will those teams win because it's so precision mm -hmm. and it's so about repeatability and um, understanding what the judges want. And so, yeah, it's, you know, your best move you can make is become a judge. Yeah. And then learn it from the inside. Yep. Sit sit and judge a few contests and then come out and compete yep. some more. Because um, it's really great insight and information into, again, know the rules. Yeah. Um, but y the guys that are pompous and just nasty, they don't last. No. They don't. I can imagine. I mean, they make their blip and they do their thing and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, and that's there. There's a need for them. There's a use for it. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they're the ones who also that when they finally beat you, like good for them. Yeah. You know, they did it. They did it. But again, this the, that satisfying w depends on what they're in it for. Right. Yeah. The 
on the competition, we talked about Chopped in the beginning, but um, one thing that I forgot to mention is that when your dessert, the first dessert that you yeah, made, yeah. which I was like, this is awesome. That's going to be cool. I understand the concept of that. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, dramatic effect. You pull the first one and it just collapses. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, she did. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, you want to know the story behind that? Sure, yeah. Okay, so in, in my episode, season four of uh, the Chopped Grill Masters, I get brownie mix. And I know all of the vessels that are in the pantry are cast iron, are, are going to burn the crap out of a sugary batter yeah. like that. I just, inf I don't know why I know that, but I know that. Yeah. And so I go grab cans of garbanzo beans and I dump them out because I know they have the most watery. Whereas if you get something else that has that sludge, uh -huh. I knew I wasn't going to get a clean can. So I found the garbanzo beans and I dumped them out. And I put the cake, the, the brownie batter inside. And I knew I wasn't going to do just like, you know, I was going to do just kind of a few, a, a few spoonfuls of it as my dessert. It wasn't going to be like the whole thing because they're yelling at me going, get four, you know, you have to do four. And I'm like, no, I've got an idea of how I want to do this with this, this brownie batter. So the reality of that is where you see that I turn this over and it, a bunch of it just oozes out is because I knew I wasn't going to have enough time. I had too much batter in the can. So I purposely dumped it to dump off as much of the runny <laughs> as I could so that when I set it back on the grill, it was just cooking, the finishing the batter that was being that was cooking. That's fantastic. However, their editing uh -huh. made it look like, oh, no, her brownie <laughs> didn't set up. Uh-huh. And she only has one well, more left. She only has left, one left. Which worked out. Which it worked out perfect. Yeah. yeah, and I did exactly what I wanted, which was scoop out a little bit of brownie. Mm -hmm. um, and then top it with um, an uni whipped cream. Yeah. <laughs> because uni was my other, uh, was my. I didn't even know that thing existed yeah, when they showed so it. Yeah, so uni, um, sea urchin. So yeah. how do you put that with a brownie? I knew it was salty. Yeah. So I was like, mm, salt, vanilla, cream, that'll be delicious. Yeah. That's still amazing. <laughs> when they showed that, Nikki and I are just looking, like, what the hell? Sh yeah. How do you, do like, and, you know, you and, you know, the other person and, you know, several times during that show and cooking shows in general they'll show something and i will have no idea what that is yeah like an uni was one of them and it was yeah. just like oh yeah we're cooking with uni like i would have lost the immediately yeah. like first i would uh, one well, i would lose first round no matter what but two i would have looked at that and like i my i will say <laughs> luck is in part of it because i actually knew pretty much almost every ingredient that was in my basket i at least knew a basic flavor profile for it whether yeah. or not i knew how to cook it right i mean that was you know like actually the right temperature for veal or wild boar or you know whatever yeah. it was i mean i kind of had to guess what i thought it was going to be because i'd never right. really worked with it before but i got really really lucky you get an ingredient or two that you're just not comfortable with you're done i mean yeah. and that's the luck of the draw mm -hmm. you are at the mercy of that great equalizer which is the basket and those ingredients so yeah. you get an ingredient you're not comfortable with and it's done and there's yeah. nothing you can do mm -hmm. I, I was very fortunate the very first ingredient i had was a pork butt and I know how to do a pork butt. Yeah. I only had 20 minutes to do the pork butt. So I knew what muscle to isolate that I knew I could cook quickly. Yeah. But how I knew that, I, I mean, I can't tell you. It's not like I, I mean, it's just something by being around product that I knew. Yeah. I got crazy lucky. Yeah. That that was the ingredient. I mm -hmm. mean, they could have given me a fish that I had to debone and I would have not known. Yeah. You know, I now know. That if it's a freshwater fish, you should cook it. If it's a saltwater fish, you could eat it raw. I mean, like, there's certain things now I know. Yeah. But I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And, like, now I'm, like, totally paying attention to some of those things. Yeah. Because it's fascinating to me. 
but I, my biggest fear was getting an artichoke <laughs> because I, I artichoke is difficult yeah. with all the little spiny things and the and the cooking the heart and getting it completely cleaned as fast as you have to do it yeah. like that was a fear of mine that I was going to get something like that and I didn't so I was yeah. lucky you yeah know, so you're at the that mercy of that dang basket of course. Jeez. well that's the that's the fun of the competition it right? is and that and it's completely different than competition and barbecue because we've honed and perfected these recipes for decades yeah you know whereas yeah. that's like you got 20 minutes go enjoy yeah Have fun with uni yeah uh. or vegan lobster that was oh. a good one. Oh, that's right vegan lobster, I that forgot was fun. about that yeah yeah, I think our Mickey and my reaction were pretty much the same on that. Like, mm. he was a dog toy. Yeah, I mean, like literally. So I made it into a slaw. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and again, the like just the understanding of food that it takes to just go, okay, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah, I'm it sure there's a panicky moment. Like, oh okay, yeah. Oh what? Uh, uh, yeah. Slaw. Cool. Yeah, it yeah. is. But I'm comfortable outside cooking, and that was yeah. one of the things Alex, who was one of the judges on my on my episode is she was like, I spend a lot of time thinking about cooking and think she goes, I've never thought to cook in a can, yeah. ever. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we do, outdoor cooking. Yeah. Like, just, she's like, well, keep doing that. <laughs> so that's, that's where my comfort is, I guess. Awesome. Yep. Well, like, I, I did a pretty hard turn the last time, too, so I'm just going to do a pretty hard turn this time as well to keep the momentum going, but, um, or to not keep it going, I guess. Um, <laughs> when... You think about, you know, the the entire team and everything, and it's you and your kids and Matt, but Jason's kind of the glue. It's yeah. I, it always seems like he's he's there. And like I was telling you earlier, like my wife and I, when we talk about the two of you, we're always ridiculously impressed. We talk about going through, you know, just being able to k catch up on social media and kind of see where you guys are and what you've done. But Jason, every time I meet the guy, he's always so kind. He's so nice. He's just a wonderful human. And it's, it's great to, you know, it's amazing to me – to see the two of you working together Thank and you. working together Thank so you. well. And um, and also remembering that you're married, too, like we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. But because, I mean, I've got to imagine that, you know, you're building a pretty large-scale business at this point. I mean, it started off big and explosion. Yes. And now it's product lines, HSN, all that kind of yeah. thing. But, you know, to be as, you know, you're just seem like you're a you know business ninja and he just seems like he's such, you know, he knows what he's doing. I mean, to think about just like looking at a piece of meat and knowing whether or not you're going to do it. Yeah. And then being able to consistently win. Yeah. I mean, some of the pictures that you guys have posted and like the one that's in your profile, it's like you're standing in front of like more ribbons and medals than anybody could yeah. ever hold on to. Yeah. And it's just, it's neat to see because you're such a good person. You're raising great kids. And, you know, Jason, even though we've talked about kind of a lot of the other systems and with you, you know, he's amazing yeah like he's absolutely amazing he's a great great person and he is he's a great daddy yeah he's an amazing husband he's a great son and you know the whole the whole thing it's even I, you know like even the way his co-workers like the people he works with because he, he still does have a full-time job yeah so gotta pay the mortgage right gotta, <laughs> you know everything we're doing right now goes back into the business yep. um and so he does have a very fantastic job but even just like the way the people like when i meet his co-workers and how they talk about him and how he treats it's it's to the core it's to the root i mean you got to earn it yeah there's no question yeah he uh he is has the best sense of humor um but it, you privileged if you get to hear it right kind of thing you know because yep. he's a listener he listens a lot mm -hmm. he sits back and he pulls it in um but he's not judging you mm -hmm. he's just taking those nuggets and i mean yeah. i think he and i are i'll work a room yeah i mean i'll work a room yes you will. he'll hang <laughs> he'll hang yeah um but then if i find something like i think you two should meet each other 
he's fantastic yeah. at that, you know, one-on-one. But he's not just going to walk up to somebody and say, so, would fish biting today? I yeah. mean, that's just not going to be his thing. Yeah. But well, he's... Know your strengths. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of a friend of ours from the lake. Uh, her name's Anne. And Anne, like, for the first couple of years, I don't think I heard, you know, more than 20 words from her. Yeah. She was just, you know, she had, you know, she had a son that's, you know, I think he's... I think he's like in middle school now, so you know he was in elementary when they first started coming down, and I always knew she was nice. She was always you know happy yeah. and waving and that kind of thing, but I n- just never interacted with her. And then, not long, uh, it seems like not long ago, my mom s- seems to tell me that she knew this a long time ago. But again, like we have two kids and naps and kind of gone in the middle of the <laughs> day. But um, I s- talked to her at one point, and even though she kind of sits back and listens like Jason does. She has a wit and a sense of humor, and a she cusses like careful. a sailor. Yeah, you can. Those it guys was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so now she's just absolutely one of my favorite people to listen to. And Jason kind of reminds me yeah. of that. Just like nailed it. Yeah, I'm not gonna like I'm not going forward and you know interjecting myself into a conversation. But when I find somebody I like, we're gonna talk. Yeah. So and that is and he so tonight um, we're very fortunate. There's a there's a group here in town called Made in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and they have stores all over the metro. And we have been, um, they approached us to, to come on their shelf, which is a big deal because nice. there's a lot of amazing barbecue sauces in Kansas City. And for them to curate and handpick just a few and where one of them is very, very special. Yeah. And so they have kind of a consortium, a consortium, is that the right <laughs> consortium. word? Consortium. Consortium. Anyway, yeah. that word. That one. <laughs> a cohort yeah. of uh, <laughs> makers in Kansas City in the kind of a little little gathering tonight. And so, nice. you know, I had to get a babysitter. And this morning I'm like, Jason, do you have your... Do you have your um, tennis shoes and your your uh, shorts because it's going to be hot out when we go do this? And he's like, yeah. hey, "That's right. Where are we going? What am I doing? Yeah. You know, what am I supposed to do?" And it's like, just hang, have yeah. a cocktail. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, and because yeah. I'm going to work the room. Yeah, hundred percent. But when someone has a very specific question or wants to collaborate mm-hmm. or you know, I need him, I need him on that wall. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you want me? On I that wall. want him on that wall. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, but he, other than that, he's just gonna. I mean, he's gonna be there and he's mm. a part of it. But he knows that that's his role. Yeah. And that's what he likes. That's good. Yeah. And again, like it goes to like it's it's amazing to me to see. You know, when, when you have a, a good relationship with your spouse, when you have a good marriage, you kind of know those things about each other. Yeah. And so, you know, with you in this business, that's even better because you kind of know where each person's strengths are so you go do it. Even when you're just married and going out to an event, yeah. it's like, you know, you see these, you know, poor people that are with a spouse that's just like e- easy to, you know, go up, shake hands. And yeah. yeah, they're just completely disengaged from it. It's not their thing. Mm-mm. And it's like, oh, painful. man, that would be tough. Oh, it would be. Yeah. We talk about it all the time. I mean, it would be extremely painful. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, there's certain things he doesn't like to do, and we now are at the point now where it's like, you don't go to that. Yeah. You, that's not necessary for you. Right. Um, and I think you kind of have to d- get over the fact it's it's just not comfortable for that person. And yeah. so if we are really fortunate. We, we recently have a, a friend that has is divorced, and it's like, okay, that makes complete sense. We never saw that spouse. We never saw them doing anything. And you're like, man, I yeah. wonder. Like, it, like that had to be really, really hard, but maybe yeah. they're in a better place now. Right, exactly. You know, and don't want to s- pass judgment or anything, no. but it's just, I mean, you ca- kind of cut or keep fishing. I exactly. mean, it's, it's it. Well, and it's it's unfortunate when you see that, but it it's interesting to me, too, because I feel like, when you get married, or even when you're just in a very long-term relationship, like we have friends that have been together longer than Nikki and I have, and they've never gotten married. But when you get married or when you have those kind of relationships that you know you're going to stick through, it's like, no matter what, yeah, they kind of get a little irritated. Oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but you're not 
with the person you married at no. all. Oh, you, it, you grow. Yeah, you grow. You're a different person. So I can definitely see, like, well, back in my college days when I was partying and we were really good together and that kind of thing. But I grew into a person that yeah. what I, no matter what it is, what I do, issues with the family, you know, positive or negative issues with the family. Yep. You always are kind of churning your personality. I mean, Nikki and I have had several conversations about that. Yeah. It's just like. I love you with all my heart. You're not the person I married. Yeah. And that's a, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we always say this. I love you, but sometimes I don't like you. Oh, I yeah. Mean, but that's when we sit down and we have those heart to heart and the eyes to eye. Like, we've got to talk this through. Yeah. What is going on? I mean, I remember right before HSN approached us, I mean, Jason was like, I th- time for you to get a job. Like, you're going to have to go get a job. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Like, let's Because I can go get a job. Yeah. Building this is extremely hard. Yeah. Going and getting a job is easy. Right. And it was right. I mean. And it, what a resume. <laughs> I, like, inch, like, like days. Yeah. Before. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay. <laughs> well, this opportunity is now in front of us and maybe we got to hang tight a little bit. But I mean, you do. You have to be. And I was open to it. And I was like, yeah. you know, I, I agree. We're not kind of hit, hitting the stride that we need to. There's not something at least that we see really bringing in serious revenue. Right. And so we, we, we may need to cut, cut bait uh, yeah. and still and do it on the side. Right. So yeah. it was still going to be push. fine. Yeah. It was still going to be fine, but maybe, you know, and that it was, it was a, it was a humbling moment, you know? Yeah. And it was like, okay, I can do this. I can go get a job. Yeah. No problem. But for him to be able to say that, you know, he had to have the chutzpah yeah. too. That's a to tough be, conversation. Yeah, to be like, babe, I know you thought you could do this. Yeah. Just making sure it's still going. It blipped. Yeah, just so, <laughs> but I, but I also was very open to it, you know, yeah. and and it's it is hard. I mean, because again, he's a systems driven person, which right. is why in barbecue it's amazing. Yeah, like we have a system, and whoever's available at that moment does it. Does it? Yeah. So absolutely, it, it's not like I have a flare and he has a flare. No, this is the system. You do it. Mm-hmm. You know, or I-, I could be changing a diaper, or you know, sc- getting neosporin on a scraped knee, right. and I'm not available to do it. He does it. Right. Whatever, because it's. You know, as we said with our with our kiddos, it's extreme barbecue because yeah. they're with us. Yeah, that's how time. we do this. Yeah, there's certain times they're not. Of course. And Mama's gonna have some bourbon. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, but it is like it's. First of all, you should absolutely like write something at some point because what you just were the way you described that moment you were talking about it, it's like what a good thing to be able to tell people, like, yeah, you know, I don't think you should, you know try to keep treading water and drown because of it. Mm-mm. But at the same time, like to be able to say like we had a deal that was the immediate need. So I was going to do that in a couple of days. Then this opportunity arose, things change, mm-hmm. but to be able to have the conversation yeah. is huge. It is. And then to also know, like sometimes those moments come in the most <laughs> odd, like it would have been very weird if it was like HSN called three days after you started. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. So to me, that's a great story. Just being able to like one, keep going you had to sweat yeah you had to sweat you had to be willing to do it you know for yourself and your family and everything else yeah and then the opportunity arose yeah i mean that's a great great and it was really and it was really fascinating because i was going out to um there's a part of the country that um, we compete in called it's memphis in may so we go out to memphis and um one of my contacts was out in that part of the of the city Mm -hmm. and i decided just to call on him because I was going to be out there picking up my packet for the contest, which we could have had mailed. But I was like, I want to go. I want to go and I want to sit in front of the organizers of that meeting and I want to, of that, of that competition. And I I just want to embrace myself 
make sure I've got all the wristbands and understand the map and because we're you know competing in like the world championships of pork yeah in a completely different city and so I just wanted to be there and I had the flexibility to do that and so I just out of the blue sent an Instagram message to my contact out there and was like hey I'm gonna be in the city do you want to grab coffee and he's like we're competing too <laughs> yeah let's get coffee before the packet pickup nice and then it was like so I've been thinking about you QVC just bought HSN and I've been thinking about you would mm -hmm. you guys be interested in doing a line of products for them like I literally yeah I had to we had to choose to do that contest I had to choose to drive there and choose to send him a, a message via Instagram for us to have coffee for him to like execute that question Jeez. everything had to be perfect perfect yeah because like, he might have gotten around to it at some point and been like hey what do you think yeah but it was like oh yeah you're here and i've been thinking about you right what yeah but putting yourself but out there putting yourself out there yeah yeah i mean totally totally random yeah. and the fact that it was i mean physically days after we had just had that like gosh pick up the packet go back to jason so yeah i did <laughs> i was like so i had an interesting conversation <laughs> this this really this is really could happen and it was you know and it was like wow the the he already had vendors like ready lined up that could work with us like he knew the system and how mm -hmm. how their system works for dry ice shipment i mean like he really knew that contact knew everything we needed wow so it was like i'm gonna plug you in you have to design the products yeah but the system's there do you want to plug in that's huge yeah I didn't 100%. have to go out and, and figure that out, and I didn't have to pitch to HSN and spend crazy money not knowing what they wanted. Mm -hmm. um, and someone was vouching for us. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So here we are, a year later. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to me that it's only been a year with them. I know, I yeah. know, yeah. It seems like you've been on HSN forever now, nope. and it's only been a year. I yeah. don't know if that's just having kids and thinking everything lasts forever now. It is, now, it is. But, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I just – like you two and Nikki and I, like I said, talked about this before you came on. It was like, I just really, really respect you. Oh. Like there, I mean, there's, it's, it's something where, you know, you say, well, I respect this person. I respect that person. I like this person. I like this person, but there's a different amount of drive that it takes to do the things that you guys are doing. If you go and you, you know, you know, I, I don't want to say anything negative about people who do this, but if yeah. you go and you punch the clock and you yeah. work, it's like, you're doing exactly what you should. You're providing for your family. It takes a lot yeah. of willpower to say, you know, one, like we were talking about earlier, to say no. Yeah. To, you know, say no to QVC and then all of a sudden HSN, you have an opportunity to HSN and it works for you now. Yeah. Well, I think the big reason we had to say no to QVC was because it was a single product. And the reality was we had to provide so much product up front in the <sighs> freezers, right? And then you hope that there's not a national disaster where yeah. everybody's now watching Fox and CNN and not watching QVC. Right. And you lose your opportunity. And that was it. You yeah. had your chance. Nobody was watching at that moment because of some mm -hmm. crazy whatever happened. And now you've got a freezer full of product that I had nowhere to sell. Right. Yeah. I was going to, you know, and I said, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, we can't do that. We, when we have another place to sell it. Yeah. I, I, we're in. Yeah. But until that time, it just doesn't make sense for us. No. And, you know, most people would be like, they wanted it. Yeah. You didn't do it. I know. But to again to be brave enough to sit back and say no, this is this isn't the right opportunity for us. Yeah, I w I kicked myself a little bit. I yeah. really did because I was like, maybe well, we're sure. maybe w this is. Uh, do we just try? Maybe we try. Yeah. It's like no, <laughs> I can't leverage my yeah, fa you know, family and my my business no. so much. 
that yeah. we, d- we just can't do that. No. So, and now we have a line. Now it's yeah. like, and, and I don't even know if Bacon Explosion will ever be an HSN product. Right. Like, I don't know right. if it will ever be one. But it was the differentiator mm-hmm. that got our foot in the door that proved a point. Yeah. And made us valid. And now it's like, okay, let's do ribs. Let's do chicken. Let's do pulled pork. We're probably going to be coming out with um, uh, some some uh, pulled pork by the pound, you know, yeah. because that's something that they want. That's right. something that that consumer is asking for. We started out with a whole four and a half pound pork butt, mm-hmm. and we it, it did well. Yeah. People liked it, but it's a commitment. Yeah. Because you got to set it out two days in advance, mm-hmm. and then you got to put it in a crock pot yep. and let it slowly reheat because it's a large piece of meat. Mm-hmm. And it was just a big commitment. Whereas a pack, one pound pack of pulled pork, they can just like nuke it. Yeah, you know, throw it in the saucepan, exactly, whatever, exactly. Yeah, and so that was you know those kinds of things, and taking this year to really figure out what does we we tease they they kind of <laughs> have a, a marketing, um, you know their 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 demographic person, gotcha, and her name is Nicole, <laughs> and so we were we were talking about this just the other day, and Jason was like, would Nicole like that? And I'm like, freaking Nicole. <laughs> Probably not. Next, you know, uh-huh. and it's yeah. like, you know, does Nicole want a turkey for, for, you know, or does she want a ham? What does Nicole want? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it's important because, yeah. you know, we put a product out there that did okay. Right. But obviously, Nicole wants it by the pound. Right. <laughs> so well, and we got to find the by the pound. We th- got to make it work. And again, another opportunity. And like another just opportunity. Another product to have on the shelf. But the cool thing is we get to do that. Yeah. That's the part that sometimes I kind of even shake my head like, whoa, how did that happen? Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, 10 years of really hard work. Yeah. That's how that happened. Yeah. Really hard work. Really hard work. Yeah. Well, like you, what did you, what did you say in the beginning of it? It's like overnight success. Yeah. 10 year overnight success. Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. It is yeah. a 10 year overnight success. Legit. Like I love it when people discover us mm-hmm. and they're like, I was looking at your you guys have been doing this a long time and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like legitimately yeah yeah do you know we have a we have a um a documentary on amazon prime yeah we talked about that a well, bit no it's, it's, it's a different it's one a different one. Oh, seriously yeah so jason was oh a part God. of a kcpt um did a the public television um in kansas city did a documentary on burnt ends and oh he was a part of the burnt ends documentary that was emmy nominated and guess wow. what the crazy thing there is? You know who was part of that project? Nope. Kate Bender's husband. Seriously. Who was a centurion with us. Yeah. Awesome. So her, uh, so Jonathan Bender, her her husband, um, knew Jason from the Bacon Explosion days because he was a, a beat writer in, in food. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so he, he brought, awesome. brought, brought him in to be an expert during that documentary. But then a few years ago, had, Meredith was maybe a month and a half old. Yeah. Uh, a film crew came out and filmed Jason and I at the American Royal and another team, and then they did two back-to-back years at the American Royal. And that that documentary is on Amazon Prime, and you can just watch it anytime. It's called Smoke and Ribbons. That's and amazing. And what's really funny is I'm hardly in it, uh-huh. and I'm like, because I'm breastfeeding my daughter like majority <laughs> of the time, right? You know, because at that yeah. exact time, that was the season of our life. He had to be way more into the cooking yeah. than I did, but they wanted a family team and yeah. so we could not more f- for fresh family than a month old kid yeah no you kidding. know and they started filming and, yeah, and so a, what, a two or three year old yeah, at that point yeah, yeah. so a two-year-old yeah and so i mean it was n- that was it and it's funny to kind of look back at that at those 
at that documentary and see, like, we have a completely different smoker. Yeah. We use a completely different brand of brisket now. I mean, you know, just really yeah. even how you evolve yeah. and the different sponsors that we had then that we don't have now. And we have different ones. And that's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah. we'll forever have that. I mean, and I think, I mean, it, it gets a lot of views. It's really fascinating. I, the, the, the producer who did that every now and then will give us kind of an update on it. And it's like, oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah. and it, what's really, really crazy is. You talk about Jason being so humble, and and like I remember one time, we kept seeing these people come by and they were taking pictures, mm-hmm. and we thought it was because our trailer is a toy hauler, so the back end of it comes down and our toys happen to be smokers. Yeah. So we haul our toys in in that, and we thought people were taking pictures because the toy hauler b- back was down and you could see right into our kitchen in the bed and like we thought people were like taking a picture of the rig right and then finally someone walks up and is like are you are you the the couple from smoke and ribbons the the documentary no clue we were like oh yeah we are (laughs) (laughs) hadn't even put two and two together that all of these people were coming by and taking pictures Mm -hmm. like of us in the wild that's amazing that's going to be a weird feeling. It was really weird. And, like, last yeah. year at this, um, right before the American Royal, I got a message from Instagram from a guy out of uh, um, New Zealand who was coming over to do and had seen the documentary. Wow. And so was asking me questions about, do we have to turn burnt ends in? Do we just do flat? Like, he was asking American-style questions. Yeah. And because he had found me on that documentary. That's amazing. And so I befriended them and told them everything they needed to know because I wanted them to come over and be very successful with their cook, you yeah. know. Yeah. And yeah, now they're great, you know, we consider them friends. We've got them all over, but That's amazing. you know, and they gave me a really awesome bottle of Jack Daniels hey. with our with our logo and emblazed on it. Nice. So it's pretty cool, but very sweet. But yeah, it's like you think about those things and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I never even It's just something we did and it was a fun project and Yeah. Never thought twice about it. No. Well, I just, the idea that somebody would come, like, one, that would just t- randomly take a picture of you that wasn't being weird, but two, that somebody would actually come up to you and ask, like, i never been famous. Like, I, it's got to be a strange feeling it's to be like, oh, man, people know me before they know me. Yeah. Interesting. It really <laughs> is. It really is. And, and it was such an intimate, I mean, into what we were doing. They did, I think they did feel like they knew who we were. Yeah. You know, That's and they awesome. knew they knew Hank and Meredith and, you know, <laughs> which is fine. It is really, really cool. And I think, yeah. you know, just there's not a lot of that content out there. No. Um, and so it's starting to. Um, and I'm excited to see where that goes. Right. I would have killed for that kind of insider content when we started all of this yeah because we didn't know mm-hmm. we didn't know that's how you slice something or box something and now there's content everywhere and you can see it yeah so yeah youtube anyway. being youtube's the second largest uh, what mm. search provider in the entire world i believe it and it's like yeah no kidding oh I, yeah i'm fix on it all the time fix my garbage disposal yeah exactly right. like, like how do i do it yeah, somebody YouTube. who's an expert videotaped it yep and all I have to do is watch a five-second ad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, exactly. I'm in. I need to be that ad. That's where probably I need to be. <laughs> well, I like the idea that some people, I mean, I've been researching YouTube a lot because my goal is to eventually have this filmed oh once yeah. I can actually create a backdrop in here and that sure. kind of thing, and it doesn't look like just an unfinished basement. Although that could be your shtick. Hey, there you go. I like it. He is a realtor. Think about the terrible house. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he, I, I looked at it, and it was just amazing because there are people that have – and th- it's not just people that have been on forever, but it's people that they have a niche. They video themselves. They you know do a little editing, and then they throw it on there. Yep. And as long as you have enough content like and you're searchable, yeah. people will find you. Yeah. And it's amazing to me that people can do that now, and that's just their job. 
Yeah, you know, it's searchable is probably one of the biggest tips that I can leave to somebody just in general for business. Um, when I was fortunate to get the call from the Today Show, the food producer called and said, would you come on and for the kickoff of the NFL and grill up something that's Kansas City? Yeah. And so I said, you got it, I'm, I'll be there. And um, when we were standing around just kind of waiting for the, the segment to, to air or to, you know, to start, I asked her, I said, how did you find me? Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I Googled Kansas City Pitmasters, and you had just been on Chopped. And so there was a Kansas City Star article about you. Oh, my gosh. And she said, so I found you, and I thought, that's perfect. She, you know, she's, she doesn't look like all the other guys. Yeah. And so she goes, but you know what it really was? And I said, nope. She goes, your phone number was on your website. I could call you. Yep. And I said, what? She goes, yeah. She goes, I had a direct email and a direct phone number. I didn't have to fill out a comment form yep. and wonder if somebody got it. I don't mm-hmm. have time. Yeah. She goes, I could call you directly and say, do you want to do this? Because yep. if I don't get a hold of you, she goes, honestly, I won't leave a message. That's amazing. So it was going to be the first person that I got a hold of that said yes. Wow. And it's like, <laughs> oh, and now she's great. Like, you know, yeah. like she's like, well, I was on call. If, if the Chiefs had, had gone on to the Super Bowl, I was on call to be on again. And <sighs> one hand across the don't even. Stretch. I know the second he did that. I was like, that's it. That's it. That, that's yeah. my trip to New York. Were you uh, were you at the game or did you watch it on TV? On TV. My brother and I, my brother somehow scored these amazing seats. So oh, I've got a picture on my there. Instagram where you can like it's a picture of Tom Brady's head. And it looks this big because you have to like. Yeah pinch it but we're in the back you could never tell because we got the because it was so cold oh yeah but these like mortal combat masks <laughs> so like all you could see was my eyes and i look like a big fat guy because i had on just layer after layer after layer but um but yeah it was a the that play in the game yep. of course everything erupts they didn't show it again like they didn't show the stadium that d ford was over they yeah. didn't show the replay i'm sure they didn't because I'm sure they were just like, let's get them riled up. Yeah. But it was funny because I was so cold that I basically was just like, I'm not leaving until it's done. I'm not going until it's over. And But I had to pee so ah, bad. I love it. Like three and a half hours into it, I'm just like watching. That play happens. I shake my head. They score a touchdown. And then I left when the, toy, the coin toss coin went. Toss. Yeah, because as soon as I saw that New England got it, I was like, that's it's over. over. I had people like, why are you going now? That's ridiculous. I was like. It's over. It's, and I, you don't want to say that to people Tom that are Brady. excited. Yeah. yeah. Well, our defense last year didn't stop anybody. No, like, we couldn't didn't. stop Lamar Jackson. No. So, like, yeah. Brady, of course not. But, yeah, it was yeah. like, I left. I had nobody in there, which was fantastic. Yeah. So, there was zero people there. I did my thing. I came back out just in time to hear boo and then everybody walk out mad. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it's funny you say that because when that happened. I looked at Jason. I go, well, guess I'm not going to New York. And he's yep. like, what? They still? And I'm like, nope. No. Like they. Do, I, and he's. I was like, because it's going to end up. There's going to be a coin flip, and it's at the mercy of the coin flip. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. So, yeah. but I was on call. I was ready to go. <laughs> I had babysitters lined up. Everything yeah. was ready to go. So, but the moral of that story is, mm-hmm. be find a bull. Yeah, and don't be afraid to put your number out um, there. Um, that's what she said. She goes, what are people afraid of? Someone's going to call them. Yeah. It's like business. Yeah, well, I mean, in my industry, my brother and I joke about this all the time, and this was the same thing when I was a financial advisor, but the number of people that fail out of the industry because they're afraid to call somebody mm-hmm. is amazing, yeah. especially when somebody asks you for information. Like, we'll get leads from Zillow, you have over to the side, like, call these four agents, and you pick one and call or 
or email. And a lot of times I don't answer my phone because either one, I'm on the phone. Right. Or two, like I probably get 40 spam calls a day. Yeah. And I recognize the numbers. I'm just like, nope, not you. If I saw one from New York, I'd be like, hmm. Uh-huh. Curious because I never get anything from like the popular areas. Yeah. It's always whatever cheap number they can buy. But, um, but yeah, so uh, we talk about it all the time, though. It's like when you get a lead, don't email them. Call them. Call them. Call them again. Call them yep. a third time. Like don't. Don't call them every five minutes and be annoying, but definitely like follow up because the moment that you get them on the phone, it's 10 times more likely that you're going to get them as a lead than as a prospect. than. Well, we're so email. busy that if you get me yeah. on the phone, chances are I'm either going, a, a decision's going to be made. It, the decision may be that we're going to talk again later, Yeah. but some, there's going, it's, I, you will have an answer. If right. it's a no, it's a no. Yeah. And I think that's one of the fun things to get to your business point where I enjoy the no. Mm-hmm. Because then I know I've broken up with them and I can move on, yeah. like that, or the idea. I've right. broken up with the idea and I can move on. Yeah, it just shuts it down. Yep. You go to the you next. You go to the next one. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's a fun place to finally be in. Yeah, that's huge. That's a big. I remember as an advisor, they talked about that constantly. Yeah, it was just like when you get to break up. <laughs> yeah, when you're able to say no, that's a good day. Yeah, it is yeah. a good day. And I mean, I mean, I'm, I still, I still catch myself like, oh, I should do that, and it's like, no, no, don't. The couple of things that, you know, I said, I want I would like to be a keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do some podcasts this year. Um, and then. You'd be great at a keynote. So I'm going to do one. Yeah. I'm excited. Nice. So the Lee Summit. And again, it came to me like crazy. Listen to this crazy story. Yeah. This was going on really long. I apologize to anybody out there who thought my this was about to end. My longest was three hours. Oh, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> we're, we're rock and roll. I, I got to get out of here before then. I yeah. got to pick my kid up from all, kindergarten. All good. Uh, but <laughs> no. Okay. So. I get a message from the Lee Summit Chamber. Mm-hmm. They are, it's a kind of a, a champion's breakfast okay. for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And they've asked me if I would consider being the keynote. And then they go through this list of, here's the last four keynote speakers. One's Case Dorman with Jack Stack Barbecue. Uh-huh. One is Matt Chateau from Chateau Milk. And the other one was, or the third one, um, was Josh Rowland from Lead Bank, and then there's another guy, Shackelford, who was part of the Digital Sandbox. And I did, I don't know him and don't have a relationship with him. But right. the three previous, Case Dorman has been from Jacksack has been a huge mentor of ours when we first nice. started needing to get a shipped product yeah. for the Bacon Explosion. He was a wealth of knowledge. That's fantastic. Amazing. That's good to hear. No reason for him to have done that. Yeah. Wealth of knowledge. Matt Chateau was our first mentor. Nice. Through the um, Enterprise Center of, J- of Johnson County. And then ultimately asked us to have our product in the Chateau home delivery system. Nice. So our products are in there. And Josh Rowland, who's part of who's a lead bank, um, he started a program called the Eastern Jackson County Challenge. And this was probably like five or six years ago mm-hmm. where he handpicked five companies. You had to apply. Handpicked five companies to come in. And he was going to mentor, and you were going to get resources for six months. And at the end of that six months, you had to pitch in front of a panel that he put together of d- various industry experts for a chance to win fifty thousand dollar grant. Yeah. We won forty thousand of the fifty thousand yeah. dollars from that grant program that Josh put together. I was there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and. Those three were the mint were, I mean, I think are the reason we are where we are. Yeah. Like you couldn't have, if you would have asked me, give me three people that have been critical. Yeah. Those three. And, and now they're asking me to be a keynote after those three. That's amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Like you can't make that up. No. 
No, and it's I, I've always thought that if you can do a keynote speech, you can pretty much speak anywhere. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it's in front of, you know, a small group of people or if it's in front of thousands. Like yeah. if you have the ability to get up in front of people, the number all of a sudden doesn't matter. Yeah. Like I that was one of my favorite things about being in theater was yeah. I could just get up in front of people and talk. And yep. it's nice. And keynotes are fun. I'm I'm excited. It's my first one. You know, That's I've awesome. done. I, w- I was in Toastmasters and you yeah. know, improv oh, yeah. and all that. You know, kind of just to hone your skills. I was a 4 H'er. Hey. So <laughs> got to give those presentation talks. Uh-huh. So I mean, I feel very comfortable with that. But keynote's a little bit different. Yeah. But the fact that those three were were part of that, I'm like, man, this is cool. Yeah. Like I'm right where I need to be. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So, it's cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's just perfect. Thank you. And I remember <laughs> you guys were there. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple we sent out and um, please come see us at this <laughs> at this uh, presentation. And it was it was amazing. You know, we still haven't used all that money. Oh, seriously. Mm-hmm. Wow. We still have a little bit. But we, we felt very confident that well, confidence, not the right word. We felt very passionate that what we pitched that we would use the money on. We mm-hmm. wanted to be honest and stewards of that money. Right. And some things that we thought were going to happen didn't end up happening. And right. so we didn't feel like we should use that money. Until then, and so it's still sitting in an account, and yeah. Wow. But we now some of the things that we're doing, we were yeah. trying to do back then. Yeah. So now, if we if I need to dip in a little bit, I feel like I've got that money to yeah, dip into. That's what it, it's was, what it was there for. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's ethically that's wonderful to hear too. Like you want to be the kind of person that's like, I didn't just lie to yeah. get into this. It's like, no. And that it's you know you're not lying. You're just saying like, here's what we're planning on using oh, it for. If oh, if we'd have pivoted completely out of that, then yeah, I mean, but I'll yeah. send every once in a while. I'll send those judges a little. Hey, here's wh- here's what we're up to today. Yeah, that's great. Because I just believe again, it's the long play. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Th- they had to choose to give us that funding mm-hmm. over all of those other awesome companies. Yeah, and they, I want them to know what they invested in. Yeah. So. And keep them keep yourself top of mind. Sure. All the time. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, that that was a weird, a weird experience. Not because of the what with you guys. It was weird because I, we come in, we know you from Centurions and all the other stuff, and all of a sudden I look over and my uh, the girl that I played opposite of in a lot of my shows in high school, her parents were s- right in front of me. Oh my gosh! And I mean, they they live ten seconds from my parents. You know, it, they our families never really like talked to each other. It was just me and Emily that did. But it was just weird to kind of be like, okay, whoa, two worlds are kind of colliding right now. So it was like, hi, Harris's, how are you doing? Hi, Megan, that we know for a couple of years. Like, this is a weird dynamic to see. But we ended up talking to him and, uh, you know, just kind of catching up. So was it, it was Bradley Harris? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And yep. so I invited – so I'll tell you the story about them. I invited them nice. because the, the wife, Phyllis, yep. is a – she is an amazing illustrator. Yes, she is. And – she had made the decision when I worked at Children's Mercy to give a portion of her proceeds when she would sell an illustration to come back to Children's Mercy Hospital. Oh, very nice. And so because I was over that corporate and community relations, anything that wasn't just a check, this mm. was she had to sell something and then she'd give us a donation. We worked through that pro you know, that yeah. that project and had gotten to know them and was the one who said, I'm, you know, we're, we're doing this. You should come see this. And they came as well to hear that pitch. And That's it was awesome. because of my relationship with them through Children's Mercy. That's fantastic. Yeah. And her yeah. being, and I just, entrepre- just I knew they loved entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Small world. Oh, totally. Yeah. I think we were played opposite each other at least twice. Well, Emily's got a great voice. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I'll go listen to our Emily and, and Bradley sing like at Caribou Coffee. Yep. And yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I see the updates all the time, yeah. but. 
never out there. Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while, we, it's hard to go, but every once in a while, they'll be at the peculiar winery and some different oh, things yeah. around town. So it's fun. Yes. But what a small world. Oh yeah, I've. I'm telling you, it was this is this podcast has opened that idea in my mind like crazy because the amount of people that I've reached out to and seen like and found out that we had a connection to each other is yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Like, well, who do you know? How do you know them? Yeah. So I did this. Phyllis could be a good uh, could be a good good podcast. She could be. Yeah. Cause yeah. She she I mean she illustrated um, Schwarzenegger um, the daughter yeah. uh, her her book That's her right. children's book and she just signed a deal um, to I think write and illustrate her own book oh so wow. she's now look diving into her own her own children's book so Man. like crazy yeah oh but yeah you know talk about a person who i mean they're probably shit i mean i don't want to say how old they are but you know 50s 60s probably late 50s yeah. probably mid 50s somewhere in there and has a whole new career you know oh yeah Diving yeah. in and sorry, Phyllis, if I aged you. I don't, maybe maybe you're 45, but I don't think you're just a little older than me. So. Well, she would have given birth to Emily at very young, 13. Yeah. So. Probably not. But Probably. yeah, and and Bradley has a crazy. He was a big time executive for a big shipping company, and he's yeah. got you know. He yeah. cracks me up. He is one of the nicest people <laughs> I've ever met in my life. Oh, yeah. fun. We'd stop. Uh, we, because, like I said, my parents moved, and then all of a sudden now the way that I go, I go by their house anytime I go to my parents over here. Yeah. And uh, so I'll drive by. But there have been a couple of times where he'll be, like, out waxing a car oh or yeah. doing something. Mutual like, admiration hey. oh, society. Yeah. They're exactly. great. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. Well, when do you have to head out? Probably here pretty quick. Pretty, yeah. pretty quick. Yeah, right. I got to. We just my motion sensor didn't oh, that's see me move. It's for a while. been so long. Here, <laughs> the lights went out on us and seen. Exactly. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I've got probably cut, wrap it up because I've got to go pick up that kid. Absolutely. Here soon, so. so how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. So burntfingerbarbecue.com yep. is our website, and then social media burntfingerbbq is kind of our our whole our brand, mm -hmm. and then I personally burntfingermegan. Yep. Uh, M e g a n is where I tend to post some more things about me and the kids and things yeah. that we're doing kind of more behind the scenes and, and things, whereas I think our, our social media kind of is more on brand. Gotcha. Uh, but, <laughs> eh, you know, I or is it? Like, they're both on brand. Right. It's just a little different view. Exactly. Well, like you were talking about earlier, you never know what the next opportunity is going Don't. to be. So Don't know. Brand however you can. Exactly. <laughs> it just I just think be authentic to what we're doing. And it is really fascinating how many people say, oh, I saw this, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did put that out on social media, yeah. so you did see that. And yeah. Yeah, people pay attention, but that's the best way to get a hold of us and some exciting things I'm under non-disclosure I can't talk <laughs> about, so if you want to kind of watch for what's happening next, and we have a huge announcement, a big retailer that's going to pick us up. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, that means probably someone and probably one of our friends is coming off of the shelf. Gotcha. So out of um, respect, I probably won't talk about that Fair enough. Um, yet until it's kind of made the announcement, but um, <laughs> that's the one thing about this world is we all know each other. Yeah. I mean, oh we're yeah. all, all there helping each other out. So getting a brand on a shelf is easy. It's getting off yeah. someone to buy you. Absolutely. Is the, the hard part. Cool. Well, thank you so much You're for You're welcome. Coming on. Thanks then so thank much for having me. Thank you for staying over yeah. and getting that technical issue. We got out. it. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Oh, we got lights. Yeah. Motion. <laughs>